Well, I was just thinking, since we're all drinking, maybe we should uh, do a little Chaim to get this going. Chaim. Chaim. Chaim, guys. Clink. Clink. <laughs> Who's going to get wasted first? I mean, I barely <laughs> ever drink, so I think two sips in, I'll be okay. <laughs> Hold on. I'll get my other tall boy out just so I have it on hand. Who knows how long <laughs> this is going to go? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What are you drinking, Josh? What is that? I'm drinking, I'm drinking wine. Red what is wine. that little weird cup that you, you always have something weird? No, this is my, I gave, I got some wine from my girlfriend uh-huh. and she, she's like, well, you should take some back with you. And so she gave me a little wine container. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's like meant for taking wine with you. Huh. I didn't know there were special containers. For that. I think it's for alcoholics. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> are you one of those or? Uh, I'm, I'm trying it out. Yeah, you're just trying out alcoholism? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. We'll you see. Know. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Keep, keep an open mind. Mm-hmm. It's good wine, actually. I got her yeah. some good stuff. Welcome back to Adulthood Friends. This is the discussion-based podcast where two former childhood acquaintances, now friends, discuss the things that... Dan? Adverb? Precisely. Ooh, precisely. precisely. It's our adverb of the week. And we're going to discuss the things that precisely matter. Precisely. And, <laughs> precise. our, <laughs> and our guest today, who you just heard, who supplied us with our adverb, is our old childhood friend, Daniel Botner. Daniel Botner. Welcome. Thank you. And today we're going to be talking about growth and self-awareness. How does growth affect self-awareness and vice versa? different phases of growth in life. When did you kind of first become self-aware? What are the things that trigger self-awareness? Yeah. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. And we're back. Dan, thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. I, uh, I, I want to start off by saying, uh, wishing you or, or telling you a huge congratulations to the both of you for having the, the courage to, to start this. And uh, <laughs> I wish you all the success, whatever it is that you're, that you're aiming or not aiming for. I'm really happy for you guys. Really happy. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Dan. That means a lot. That's awesome. Yeah, especially coming from you. It means a lot. Yeah. I'm like the first one to tell you guys that, right? Yeah. Like, like on, on the podcast? Yeah. On, on the, the po- podcast. Sure. Yeah. In those in, exact in, words. In those yes. words. Yeah. And in your voice. And I'm like your fifth guest, you know, like that's how much respect you guys have you're, for me. Oh! You're our fourth. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think you're See what I fourth. just did right there. That was uh, laying on the guilt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do. We should point out this is actually the first guest we've had on and not talking about a really heavy topic. We don't know yet, though, to be honest. It can get super heavy that we're not planning to have a heavy topic with. So in a way yeah. you are our first like lighthearted episode guest. So there's a first for you. Yeah. We're like, we want to have a lot of fun with somebody. Yeah. Daniel Botner seems like a lot of fun. Exactly. Oh, good. Until he started laying on the guilt like that. And then we were like, yeah, oh. now it's not fun anymore. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys want, maybe another time you can have me on and we can talk about dentistry and then I'll make it fun for you. Well, dentistry sounds like a really heavy topic. No, no, I can make it fun. <laughs> I've got good stories. <laughs> Do you want to talk about dentistry now? 
<laughs> if it comes up, I want to hear about like, some dentistry. Yeah, I want to hear it, dentistry. Yeah, don't if it comes organically, dentistry. if it comes organically, for sure. Because for those that don't know, you are a dentist. Yeah. It'd be pretty weird if you came on and just had dentist stories for us and you're not a dentist. You're just like, yeah, I just hang out outside of a, of a dental building and, and just like peer through the window. Yeah, something's wrong with you. Strange things happen. Yeah. Well, you're like oh. from a dental dynasty, right? Like For sure. Yeah, because yeah. you're a whole family. It's a whole family of dentists. Family of dentists. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Actually, I know a lot of people. For some reason, I think dentists, like especially families, tend to go into that. It tends to be like a family thing. Yeah, like every year we go to. Um, not every year, but pre-COVID, my family was pretty consistent with going to this, like Jewish. It's so embarrassing to say it this Jewish dental fraternity, um, which is actually like international and they'd have their meetings like in sunny places in the States, like Arizona and Florida. So it's like Jewish people gathering over the Christmas holidays and talking dentistry. Uh And like, you see the same families there all the time. And like the Botners are just like one of many dental dynasties, you know, like dental dynasties. I like that. Yeah. We're just like a drop in the bucket there. Like, oh, so another family, no big deal. Who cares? Like, oh, yeah. but it was like a like a fraternity or like a conference that like you're part of. It started off as a fraternity, like back in the 20s oh. or something like that. But um, they actually just recently changed it to let's stop calling this a fraternity and just call that's it so, like a, an organization. That's <laughs> so interesting. Yeah, that's also a good point because fraternity usually is just. Magic, yeah, like so. a bit outdated. A little bit. You know, it's interesting I just to, to think about it because like you, Daniel, of all the people I think from our element, we're going to get into this, you were in our elementary school class, of all the people in our class, I feel like, at least for me, we've we've kept in touch since then, basically, right? Like we've I've kept in touch with others from the class, but I feel like it's been a lot more consistent with us. Would you say that? Yeah, I'd say we've, I've been... Uh, and and same goes with me to you. Um, I think we've been the most consistent. Um, proximity has helped us the most. We pretty much went to the same schools. Yeah, you know, for for like twenty years. Is that the same with you guys? Have you guys kept in touch to the same degree? No, not really. No, I think I run into you every like five to six years or something. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of like uh, every election year we'll run into each other. Or something, <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. so let's start at the beginning here right talk about growth self-awareness you know if we're gonna talk about growth we have to start at the beginning right Mm -hmm. so we all went to the same preschool yep and the same elementary school and the same high school and the same undergrad university yep so you know everything basically short of working the same job that I and I worked at uh (laughs) Our first job. But yeah, basically, you know, we've, again, known each other all of our lives. Yeah, you know? I carpooled with Dan, too, at one point. You did, too? I did, too. School. Yeah. Did you? We, but yeah, we didn't. We also carpooled. I don't think it overlapped, though. Oh. Maybe they ditched you for... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> it was very fluid, you know? Like, I, I think just depending on the parents' schedules, you know? Oh, yeah. The carpool whores. That sounds really bad. When I <laughs> that say sounded that. terrible. <laughs> it sounded way worse. Carpool, carpool. That sounded way worse when I said it out loud than it did in my. <laughs> <laughs> but with carpool slides, okay. Car- carpool slides, better? Way, way better. Yeah. Well, I used to feel special. Now I know you carpooled with them. I don't. 
I don't know. Yeah, Levine's like. Yeah, yeah, uh, we did. Harrison's I think at one point it was. Yeah. Actually, I have a funny story about um about speaking of carpools. So, at, like at the odd wedding these days, if Leslie Parrots is there, I always see her, and I always see her at the bar for some reason. Like the wedding, you know, bar, open bar. This is a mother of one of our yeah. Elena, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she always goes, Daniel, do you remember carpool and how we used to do the Aww. magic school bus? She used to like oh, pretend that we were so in the magic cute. school bus and that she would like push a button and then we'd like God. make it to school or something. And like so cute. Yeah. Every wedding I see her, she <laughs> we always laugh about it. That's so funny. I, I yeah, love Yeah, like things last, like, you know. Yeah. Like, that's so funny. Yeah. So I guess a question we'd like to start with here is, since we were all in elementary school together, I don't know if we've talked about this, uh, even though we've been in touch uh, all this time, it's always interesting to think about like, how did, how did we perceive each other when we were kids? So I was curious, you know, we know each other now as adults, but like, how did you, and I've been told in the past, it's, you know, rude to start with a guest. So maybe we'll start, yeah. but how did we perceive each other? How did you perceive us? How did we perceive you? So, um, Ah, yeah. Why don't you go first? <laughs> I'm, I'm good to go first. Um, so there are actually some like very clear things that I remember. One was like, you were always the tall one, like always just super tall from like, from preschool, I think. Like, I remember I saw like one of our, like, um, it was called Noah's Ark, one of the preschools that we went to. Um, and you were like super, so little, but still the tallest one there. And I'm like, okay, so he was just always a tall one. That's a pretty superficial one. There's one other thing that I don't know why it's stuck in my brain, but do you remember Mad Minutes? That was like math, oh. those speedy math things. Yes. You killed at those. I was good at those. You were so good. And I remember, I remember that so clearly because I would, you would be like done. And like, I don't, it, to me, it seemed like an impossible amount of time. And I was like, how is he done already? Always. So like, I don't know if math is still your thing, but like, no, it's not. And, and, and I wasn't even good at math. That was like one of the only things that I could like beat the smart people at, <laughs> you know, like you yeah. and like Simone and like Amanda, yeah. like, like th that was the only thing that I had over you. Like, well, I remember maybe that's, well, I mean, I don't know that I'd call us a smart people. I think a lot of, that was a very like a smart group in general, but like I was ter I was probably the worst at the Mad Minutes. So it became like a, my mom took some of them home for me. Like I was like, I can't, I can't do these. I would like panic as soon as they, they showed up. They're so anxiety inducing those things. So anxiety inducing. And you just blew through them. And I was like, how is he doing it? And I told my mom and she's like, okay, we'll practice. So she was doing Mad Minutes with me at home until I could get to like a normal amount. Like I wasn't beating anyone, but I was at least like finishing. But I just remember you did them so quickly. And I was like, What's he doing? I thought sports were his thing. He can't be good at everything. You gotta pick something, yeah. man. You can't. No, and I wasn't. That was a, that was like a needle so, in a haystack kind of thing. That was cool. And yeah. um, it's funny because my report cards were never like that great, you know. And like, it's like, no, mom and dad, I promise you, I can do these mad minutes, you know. Like, <laughs> well, now you just tell them to listen to this and be like, look, even my my classmates remember how good I was at the mad minutes. Yeah, that's one of the things that stuck out. Basketball. <laughs> general sports good sense of humor mad minutes that's yeah. that was my impression and you were just it's, like a nice guy like nobody I don't know nobody has like bad I don't have any bad memories of you or anything like that I don't know that's awesome sick I have one memory that's like the three of us as well I don't know if like you guys will even remember but 
this is just kind of a random story, but like once we were working on this project for some class and we were going to dance house and I remember it was one of the first times I was like allowed to go by myself somewhere because we all kind of lived nearby. So I rollerbladed to his house and I was told like, as soon as you get there, you need to call home so that they know you got there safe. And I was like, okay, I will. This happened times like we got together to like work on the project. Every time we started talking, we all started hanging out and I totally forgot until like we got like, there were a few calls like, Aya, your family is worried about you. I don't know if either of you remember. I don't remember what project it was, but I was just like, oh, wow, my friends are really fun. Like, because we never hung out, right? Like the guys and girls were kind of fairly separate Uh at that age. But I remember that project with the two of you at Dance House. And it was just like super fun. I have a vague recollection of that. I don't know what we were working on though. I remember being at your house with Aya though. I don't remember either. Yeah. So that's another one. Wow. I have zero recollection of that. And I like to think that I remember (laughs) a lot from elementary school. I mean, I probably mainly remember because I remember each time being like, oh, how did I lose track of time? And I was like, oh, I'm just having fun with my friends. And I don't think I had ever hung out with either of you like on your own or like kind of separate. So it was already like kind of different. It was out of the ordinary for me. And then there was the added thing that it was like the first time I was kind of allowed out on my own, just rollerblading to his house. And uh, yeah, so from that's probably why I remember it. But How old were we at that, do you, do you think, at that time? Must have been closer to grade seven or eight if I was allowed out. Alone. Oh, okay. Yeah, and roller, like capable of and rollerblading. rollerblading. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still can't rollerblade, so. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my memories for the most part. I'm sure I'll remember some more stuff soon, but uh Okay. Well, I guess I'll, right. I'll go next. Yeah. There's some similar thoughts that, I mean, you are super cool. I'm going to say that like, you know, if we were to say some of the coolest people in the class, like you and Mike Lander, right. I looked up to you and not just like, not just uh, figuratively, just but literally, uh, literally, literally looked up to you because you were so <laughs> tall and I don't know if there's like a subconscious thing that, that if someone's taller in the class, then you just think that they're cooler too. Like, I don't know. Like you were just, oh, Daniel, he's so cool and tall. Those things always went together. <laughs> but you were a cool also, vibe. He's got a vibe. Cool, yeah, you have a good vibe. You still have that vibe. He still has very it. Cool yeah, vibe. It's still there. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> That's never gone away. And <laughs> you were incredible at sports. Uh, basketball was like your thing. Again, went with the tall thing. I have this weird memory though. I think I brought it, I might've brought this up on the podcast before, or maybe just talking to you, Aya. I remember this one time that I thought I'd tried playing a prank on you. And I didn't like, I was not, do you remember this? Yeah, you said this on episode three, maybe? Episode yeah, you three. remember this, I think, but like, I don't know if Dan- Oh, you're knows. asking Dan, I don't know who you're looking yeah. at, sorry. <laughs> We're on Zoom here. Yeah. Was it pulling the chair? Yes, it was oh, in great yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah, so basically I- Yeah, I heard. <laughs> I was not a prankster, but I thought I want to be like cool like them. I'm going to, you know, I want to get a laugh. I want to I want to be seen as like one of you guys. So I ended up, yeah, I pulled the, ch- you know, that the classic prank, right? I pulled the chair before you sat down, hoping that you'd miss the chair and you did. And then you hit your head against the back of the chair yeah. and you cried. It's like suddenly I made Daniel Botner cry. <laughs> and that was like the opposite of what I wanted to do <laughs> yeah. at the time. And then our teacher took me out of the room and told me because of that, I wasn't going to have any friends. 
Well, well she was right. I guess she was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it was it was a dev- it was devastating on many levels. Weirdly enough, that happened out of a desire to like be closer to you. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I remember going to your house for it wasn't sorry, not your house. We went to like Mike Lander's house for sleepovers. We did all kinds of things together. Maybe we'll get into it. We we did. Was it in elementary school that we did Gus Macker? Yeah, we did Gus Macker. Yeah, that was elementary school. Yeah, y- yeah. Because so- you know why I know that? Because in high school, I became friends with like people on the basketball team, and there's no way that I would have wanted to play in like you know with crappy teammates. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I would have my own friends to play with. <laughs> so yeah, definitely grade grade eight. <laughs> yeah, and you know what's so funny, Josh? You're gonna tell the Gus Macker story. It's so I love how whoever we hang out with who like doesn't know us. You have to tell them the Gus Macker story. Yep. Like, that's your number story. one like pride and joy with <laughs> of our <laughs> memories together. Yeah, I has never heard this. That's great. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to this. Oh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be <laughs> it's fun. I mean, it's not. Well, I won't oversell it, but basically, <laughs> no. We we started. Do you know what Gus Macker is, Aya? I know that it has something to do with basketball and like little teams. Yeah, it was like a street. Downtown ball. is closed for it. Yeah, it was a it was a three on three basketball tournament. You got it. Okay. Yeah, three on three street ball tournament. But you have mm-hmm. three on three, but you, you pick a four person team, right? And sub someone in and out. So I don't know, did I just get did you did I just get like selected by you guys? I don't know what happened, but basically it was you, Daniel, me, Will, and Ben. Yeah. Right? That was what yeah, it was, yeah, right? Yeah. And it was like I feel like Michael and Pierce just like didn't want to play or like must have been because I was yeah there. it was like you were the only ones who wanted to do it I was just like <laughs> let's do it like who cares yeah and it was a real highlight for me because I'm like oh my god I'm gonna be playing with Daniel Botner I don't know I, I'm pretty sure Will and Ben were better than me too but you were like you were the basketball god so we did this tournament and we were all expecting to kind of just lose really quickly because like you're good but we weren't we're not that yeah good. like we were expecting like a, a participation you know exactly uh, just to like i actually remember waiting to like get registered in line and everything there too yeah it was grade eight right i remember also like playing it got like really down and dirty like people were yeah. violent it was like raining we're on cement we're like falling getting scraped up and i remember yeah it was a war out there yeah, this is awesome <laughs> and like parents came to see us i think yeah my mom was there to see and yeah, we had like a big crowd too. Yeah, 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 lots of lots of people were like just kind of hanging around there. Yeah, yeah, and I remember when you lose, like you could like even if you're like losing, then you compete in what's known as the toilet bowl, uh, which is basically just like the winners of the losers. Mm. So we're like, okay, maybe we can get to the toilet bowl and try to win the toilet bowl. And for a little bit, we weren't. I remember we got to a point where basically, if we lost one more game, we we're going to the toilet bowl, right? But we got we came up with this great strategy. I have very complex strategy. You know, I feel like it was my dad who came up with it. Was it your dad's strategy? Yeah, very... he's just like, you have no choice here. Like... Yeah, beautiful, <laughs> complex strategy here, where basically, if any of us gets the ball, we give it to Daniel and he scores. <laughs> and you have to get out of the way. And you get out of the way yeah. and he scores. You know, very complex. <laughs> and you know what? This strategy worked amazingly. That's awesome. Because we won that game. And then we were, I remember it was like, okay, this was a, a fluke. It's not going to happen again. But, you know, it was cool that we won this game. And then we just kept winning game after game in a row using this strategy. We were like, what is going on? 
we all started to feel like we were awesome. We're, we're obviously we like because we were really good at passing the ball to Daniel. Hey, that's something. This I scored is, twice. Yeah. I remember. At least maybe it was just in within one game, but I scored twice. One of them was on ourselves. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh yeah, because you, you had to clear that. the ball and you didn't know yeah, the I didn't, rules. I didn't yeah. clear the ball and I wasn't. I didn't realize. Oh, it's because it's court. just on one net. Yeah, yeah that yeah, makes yeah. way more sense. I was like, how did you go to the wrong side? Yeah, Daniel, it can be confusing. Yeah, yeah until and you even, get the hang of it. I still remember you being really gracious, Daniel, going, it's okay. Aww. It's okay, you know? Yeah, you scored, yeah. That was cool. I just remember, like, one of the final, it was the second to final game we played or something, and Ben Farhi. So I, we brought him up on the podcast before. I used to joke that, like, Ben's dad owned half the city and Pierce's dad owned the other half. It's a bit of a touchy subject in London, but that's okay. Okay, so nowadays, I think from what I've heard, I'm not there anymore, but Ben's dad owns all of the city. He won. He owns all the <laughs> shitty parts of downtown. No, I'm um, sorry. I'm oh my God. <laughs> okay, so there's some there's some drama there. There's some uh, politics there, we'll say. It was a funny joke, though, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Ben's dad is like a very powerful figure in the community and was at the time, too. And also, he's a real character. Like, he could really dominate a space. He looks like a caricature, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, he like, when like... he's there, you know he's yeah. there, you know? Yeah. Like... So, basically, on the court, his dad was there. And I remember, actually, there was this one game, if you recall, Daniel, this one of the matches, where they we were winning. And they were giving our points. The ref was giving our points to the other team. Yeah. And we were so aware of that. It was so obvious. And they were like, I don't, the other team clearly knew that too. And they were like, well, we, we don't know that, no. Yeah. And the ref didn't know any, so your Ben's dad went off at the ref. I remember him just like screaming on the court, just going like, like, what kind of game is this? And he, he's really Israeli. So he had that as like Israeli shouting thing going on. He's, Some of the parents were like, it's just a game, you know? Like, yeah. Fun. And Ben's dad was like, this is not just a game. This is war. <laughs> so <laughs> I just remember that. But anyway, it came down to, because they gave our points to the other team, we were tied for some reason at the end. So what do you call it? Sudden death or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it was like a sudden death. That's yeah. right. We would have been so pissed if we had lost knowing that. But we actually, thanks to you again, we won that game. I remember it was like down to the wire. We felt so, anyway, we basically, I don't know if we won or lost our last game, but we ended up getting third place in the tournament. Third, yeah, third. Wow, that's impressive. And I still have that Gus Macker plaque, the plaque in my room yeah. back in Canada. Aww. Yeah, you didn't take it with that's, you? I don't know. It's nice to actually come home and see some stuff. Yeah, it belongs in London, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> London's where it happened, but you know, as, as proud as I am of just being a part of that, like that was, it was all you, Daniel. And it was really cool to, it's thanks to you that I had that experience and that I have that plaque in my room. So yeah, there's some pretty cool, uh, cool memories from uh, elementary school with you. Yeah. That's cool. Awesome. That is cool. I didn't know you guys won anything or like, I must've heard about it at the time. Yeah. We won some hardware, you know, and it wasn't some yeah. crappy toilet bowl. This was third place. No, this was third the place bracket, in the tournament. You know? yeah. We lost to a team from Detroit. Oh, you remember that? Oh, wow. <laughs> Really? Yeah. That's quite something. So they yeah. it wasn't just from London? Like they come from all over? From the London Gus Macker was like a high level of play because you get oh. like people from Detroit who could like really play. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's crazy. You would think that Detroit would win the toilet bowl because it's Detroit. You... That's just a Detroit trip. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's plausible. I don't know why I'm crapping on Detroit. I have family in Detroit. Oh, it's okay. You can shit on Detroit. That's so interesting, uh, uh, guys, that you have like that opinion of me because there's no, um, 
I guess when you're living in it, you can never, people don't tell you this about yourself, you know? So yeah. you know people like think highly of you, but- How did you think of yourself when you were- Not even thinking of anything, like just too busy kind of trying to grow up and like, please, you know, like your parents kind of, to, <laughs> to, at least <laughs> that's how I felt, you know? So you were very, it's interesting because not everybody probably thought that way, but for you, that was, it was trying to please your parents? Yeah, I think especially at that age, like if we're talking elementary school, because like I kind of had it ingrained, you know, like you do well in school and like do well in sports and, you know, like, yeah, you know, be a good friend, all that stuff. But like, I was kind of very achievement oriented, I think, looking back on it. And they had some pretty uh, high hopes or demands. Not demands. Yeah, I would say so. But like, looking back on it, very good. Um, I think it's good to kind of have structure like that, you know? Well, look at you now. But I looked at people like Aya and like the smart people in the class. Not you, Josh. No, no, um, no. <laughs> no. No, I wasn't at all. And I thought to myself, like, that's what, like, my parents want me to be, you know, like, this girl knows what she's doing, you know, like, she can, she can, she knows the Hebrew, she knows knows the math, you know, like. The Hebrew was, like, the Hebrew doesn't seem fair, like, my parents spoke Hebrew at home. Because her mom was our Hebrew teacher. Whoa, 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 it's not because her mom was the Hebrew teacher, I was the Hebrew (laughs) for that. Chill, Josh. Didn't hurt, Aya. (laughs) (laughs) the fact that my parents spoke Hebrew at home made a huge difference I mean and languages are kind of something I like but thank you I love hearing that you thought I was one of the smart kids like that's that's always kind of cool to hear sorry Josh yeah I remember like in some classes like when they would say like who knows the answer to this and it was like you Simone and like some other girl who would always have their hand up and like Like, oh, oh Simone, Simone is you know? like, so smart. Yeah, yeah, really smart. Like, so Super that smart. to me, like, that's kind of how I, how I viewed Aya. It's just like, this girl's like, you'll never, you'll never get to that. No. There. <laughs> so, that's you know, um, I'll never get to your heights. So <laughs> socially you were a girl and like, you know, I don't associate with girls until like yeah. pretty much grade 11 <laughs> yeah. or grade 12 of my life. So Um, it's so funny that you mentioned that like we hung out together and actually had a good time you know like the barriers that we put up at school were taken down you know for a group project where it's just us and we can be ourselves so it it makes total sense to me I think you kind of get the same thing like if you've done any traveling you know like so easy to get to know someone because your barriers are down so yeah I think you know when you ask me what I think about you know elementary school it's just like so many barriers were up that I couldn't really think of you or think of myself too much you know yeah Mm -hmm. that's such a good point the barriers were down because yeah there was no other situation where that happened so easily outside of class like you know we all had our own group in school and then yeah yeah when we all hung out together that was that was fun but yeah when you're a kid you're not really it's just it's different yeah no, yeah it's, it's different, different yeah sure. so you saw Aya as the smart person is that generally just you were like she was just one of the smart girls yeah and like you know then later on and towards like you know grade seven and grade eight when we start to like mature I could see like you know some of the bullying aspects that you guys have previously touched on Mm. you know like she was but I can tell like she was mature you were maturing you know and just finding that part and you really and girls mature first right so like supposedly supposedly (laughs) yeah but by the end of like grade seven and eight we're just getting tired of each other too. It's yeah, like, we all hated each other by the end. Same 11 people the whole time, you know. Yeah. You know, it's funny, by the end of grade eight, I was actually, for the first time, like I remember in the latter part of especially grade eight, I was like, I think I'm starting to finally feel like I fit in. Aww. Oh, cool. Like fit cool. in in the sense that I felt like everyone was maturing a little bit. 
some of the bullying stuff was a little less and there was a little, you know, it was more, I felt like I was contributing more and I wasn't just the, you know, so it's interesting at the end of it, I was actually thinking, oh, this is pretty good. Maybe we should do like another year. <laughs> Everybody else was done. Well, you know what? I mean, the first day of high school, when you see like 2,500 people that you're going to school with and you know no one, you're like, uh, can I go back to elementary school? Now? Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Didn't we all seek each other out just a little bit? I remember looking and being like, oh my God, Daniel Botner at high school. There's 14. We went from a class of 70. Sorry, no, we went from a school of 70 yeah. kids to a school of 1,400 in yeah. a public high school. Of course, the first thing I did was, oh, where's Daniel Botner? <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, where's the yeah. people I know? Comfort. Can I just like talk to someone I know and not have to introduce myself? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Pierce and I would hang out because of that too, you know? It was, it was comforting. Yeah. Did you guys hang out in high school? D no. I don't think no. we really, really No. No. We would um, see each other and say hi, I think. I don't. Oh, yeah. I have no problem like talking to you, you know? Like, it was. Um, yeah. We weren't really in the same friend group I was in a few different groups but you particularly I think were in a different sort of friend group for sure who was your friend group in high school I I kind of took almost the Michael Lander approach in that I kind of just decided to like kind of avoid my past like I don't need whatever friends that I came from like and I'm just gonna like I'm a good basketball player and I'm gonna be friends with the people who play basketball oh, right we're good at sports you know on the and, sporty people oh yeah, yeah I think like, I remember uh, who you were friends yeah. with then. yeah okay and like in my grade nine-ish mind I was kind of like you know you don't talk to girls you don't talk to girls at summer camp you know but sports is like gonna help you you're gonna prove yourself at school and be like a good sports player and be known for it and, and that's gonna help you like mature as like a, a cool kid you know like I always strive to be like those popular kids and by the end of grade 12 you're like oh I don't want to be those people at all <laughs> uh, <laughs> but in grade nine like for sure and so since we're kind of transitioning into high school um oh before that though can I just say something that I yeah. just remembered one of the things I remembered about you as a kid was that you had this amazing Jufro Oh yeah, of hair, hair. like this crazy huge, like which made so you even curly. It made you even taller, by the way. It was that. Yeah, big. true, true. Yeah, it was this dominant, like yeah. This, this I'm saying Jufro. I don't know what to call. Is that what you call it? Was it? Just, it was like, I let the hair go. Yeah, yeah. It's a Jufro. Yeah. You had a yeah. comb stuck in it most of the time. And by, <laughs> the, way, by the way, in in some places, you know, like I, I've seen like you know certain tv shows or whatever like someone's got a jufro it's kind of something you make fun of but in a jewish school a jufro is cool so <laughs> i for our listeners can i just clarify it wasn't a frizzy jufro it wasn't it was a like frizzy a jufro it was a cool tousled curl like thick hair right <laughs> yeah it wasn't like yeah, yeah. poofy it wasn't tight it's not curls. like a, it was like yeah a, it's not like a yeah. uh, what's his name like seth rogany no like hair type thing no offense no. Seth Rogen <laughs> but even if it was I feel like it would have been cool in a Jewish school yeah yeah hopefully I don't know <laughs> this was a school where going to like I remember I was made fun of for not going to shul for not going to synagogue you were made fun of for that yeah it was they were like oh you're Josh, so I'm lucky synagogue. <laughs> yeah because it was cool to go to synagogue in our school I don't know if you guys remember that was this kind of I don't uh, remember that but that makes sense yeah yeah it was cool to it was cool to go to Jewish camp it was cool to go to do Jewish holiday stuff I think oh yeah. that reminds me of another thing Dan you always knew the prayers like really well I remember you were one of the more like 
like you know how we my were- family went like quite yeah. 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 yeah 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 so I remember you were like off in the one who like you know how sometimes we had someone leading or every all the time we had someone leading I don't know yeah don't but know. like carrying the tune you know carrying the tune. <laughs> yeah. but you were off you were often carrying it whether oh, yeah the leader or not yeah your dad is the president of this synagogue right yeah he was for a very long time yeah like off and on sort of oh yeah I was gonna say so Josh like uh, I, I spoke briefly about what I felt about Aya but like it's so funny that you have like that opinion of me being like nice and like and cool I guess because with you I I found you so like uh like annoying you know like and and I felt like I bullied you and I don't understand why you don't remember me as like a a tormentor to you so (laughs) you kind of when you did you did to a degree but yeah for sure like and I didn't like lots of parts of you you know it's and and we'll get into the parts where I where I really warm up to you at least in my head yeah well I will say that just uh looking back I guess the reason I don't see you that way, and you did join in on stuff for sure. Yeah. But you weren't usually in my, and maybe I'm not recalling this correctly, you weren't the instigator of this stuff usually. You just kind of, you'd laugh. You definitely would laugh and go along with it. But I don't remember you usually instigating it as much. But I could be, maybe I'm just remembering wrong because I, so close to you. I feel closer to you now. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe your brain's like, I can't accept that part of our past. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying I mean, to think only... like maybe 15% of the time I was the instigator, but it was drowned <laughs> out by the other, you know, 85%. Uh, yeah, I mean, at the top, I mean, the, the worst I remember having to deal with usually would be like, you know, Michael and Will. Yeah. But like, it'd be, there's only six guys in the class. And I did say that like, basically Pierce was the only one who didn't join in usually. He didn't like do, he's more of a bystander there. But like, I guess there was some of that from you, but I guess, yeah, you've, that's not the perception I have of you, maybe more because of uh, how long our relationship has gone on and the majority of it, majority of it, we've been, been pretty good friends. Yeah. Yeah. That's just the part I find surprising is that like, I'm, I'm looked highly upon for elementary school when I feel like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't deserve it. <laughs> Your honesty. But also because I, similar to Michael, like I looked, yeah. I looked up to you, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that part also kind of, kind of clouds clouds that I guess yeah so yeah I don't know I'm sorry I was so annoying (laughs) (laughs) you know what it's um you didn't know how to handle it either you know and and group think is a very strong thing so you know if if a group thinks that someone's annoying it's hard to outgrow that you know even if it's Mm -hmm. not true yeah so yeah I mean I I noticed you being someone that I can really relate with in like grade nine after um after your mom passed and we started to get closer and I don't know why we got closer at that time maybe it was Hmm. I don't know it was like kind of in school and kind of outside of school like I know we said we talk about this and I can bring it up now we went to uh we went to a Maccabi Tel Aviv basketball game uh, in Toronto versus the Toronto Raptors oh yeah oh that's cool it was like a few months after your mom had passed oh grade 10 it would be grade 10 would it have been grade 10 yeah yes yeah oh because that's when your mom passed okay yeah yeah yeah. so yeah I mean I was slowly becoming more closer to you because I was like well like I know this guy you know and like he would be can I say something about that by the way yeah yeah so that Maccabi so Maccabi Tel Aviv is this Israeli basketball team right yeah which is separate from the nba so i didn't know a lot about uh this stuff and your family basically invited me along and i'm sure you you understand the details of that a little bit more but basically it did feel like yeah we want to help out josh (laughs) a little bit because he's dealing with some stuff 
Um, you guys were very, in fact, your family in general, I just want to say was extremely, I mean, you guys not only were active in the community, but you guys were such a, you felt like at the, at the, like the village, not elders, but like the village, uh, like in charge sometimes right of the village and like you guys were keeping things going and keeping things running and you guys I think helped spearhead or at least were a big part of bringing my family food cooked meals every single day for a year after my mom passed Whoa. so I think it's possible your family was involved too I and if I forget I, I don't apologize. know no I, I don't know I've... it was like a schedule and somebody different brought us food every single that's so nice there was like a schedule going on for a year to the point where when we stopped getting that food I was like where's the food it started to like <laughs> started to slow down to just like every week you know about the end and then it was gone and I'm like dad we got to start cooking food <laughs> so but like you guys were you know such so caring you know your family was so caring and yeah, it was very sweet of you guys to invite me to this game and I remember it's one of the coolest experiences because I remember going there and apparently it was just sort of a, like, it's like a fun little event game, right? The Toronto Raptors are going to play Maccabi Tel Aviv. Yeah, it's interesting right? because it's, it's a preseason game. So it's before yeah. the regular seasons for exactly. each team. And it, and it means nothing. So it's just for fun. Yeah. So I was thinking, because, you know, we're, we're Jews and we're all, we have a connection to Israel and all that stuff. I'm thinking, oh God, I hope, uh, I hope Maccabi Tel Aviv wins. Like, that's so cool. And everybody was laughing at me like, oh, Josh. Like, this is not, they're doing this for fun, but like, they're not going to beat an NBA team. Yeah. I remember we were like sitting next to each other in the car and you're like entertaining that thought. And I was like, get, get that out of your head. Like it is not going to happen. Yeah. Everybody was telling me to get it out of my head. <laughs> and I'm watching this game with you guys. And I'm like, it seems pretty close. You're like, yeah, they're just, they're just playing with them. It's not really, you know, they're, don't worry. And it's like getting closer to the end. I'm like, this is a really close game. Are you sure they're not going to win? And I remember there was that moment where you're like, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, and then by one point, Maccabi Tel Aviv won by one point. Oh, wow. Yeah. By a, a game winner buzzer beater. Like, yeah, uh, it was, wow. uh, yeah. And so funny enough, that guy who ended up, and the reason why I was saying like, like the Raptors are a much better team, like blah, blah, blah. Is that the guy who hit the game winner ended up like being the one of, there were two players on McCovey that ended up making the NBA. So that okay. goes to show you the skill level difference. But anyways, right. that guy ended up playing for the Raptors. For so he was basically like oh, you yeah. for us during Gus Macker. He was the guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. For, for sure. Ball and he scored. <laughs> funny. Yeah, his name was Anthony Parker. Yeah. Oh, that was again, I such another cool experience, thanks to, to you and your family. Was the rabbi there too? I remember like the rabbi was, I feel like the rabbi was along for the ride there too. And he also came and he was also telling me how they're definitely not going to win. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I feel like, am I crazy? I don't, he wasn't in our car. I remember there's another kid who like was kind of in the Jewish community in London for a bit who was like freaking out because he didn't get a shirt. He was like a, a couple of years younger than us. Oh. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. So no, I mean, going back to self-development or whatever the conversation of this, whatever topic this conversation is about. <laughs> Growth and self-awareness. I remember talking to you and like, you would become so mature at this point because, you know, life had really hit you hard. So self-awareness started to kick in. Oh yeah. Like big time. And like, it was like, it was like hitting me like, whoa, this guy's like 
okay, obviously he's changed, but like, I think he's like changing like really good here. He's like sounding super intelligent, like much more intelligent than, than I am here. I guess you can kind of sense it sometimes. And um, I remember actually at the end being like, Josh, like you're gonna come out of this, like telling you something like, things will get good for you, you know? Like, and I don't know how, no one can predict that future for anybody, but I guess it sounded right at that time to say that. No, you were such a good, you were such a good friend and I, I really appreciated it. That's like where I, I think I turned a corner for Elise or, or like you turned a corner for me, like in terms of the way that I thought of you, you know, like, oh, I can have like, and that's a two hour ride home, you know, and like we were talking, blah, 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 talking the whole time. And um, I was like, oh, that's, you know, I'm, I'm happy that the person who I used to bully is like, you know, uh, that we're like warming up and like, and like really connecting here, you know. It meant a lot to me too, given how much I still looked up to you at the time. And there was, I think, at least on my end, I remember there, I, I, I talked about this a bunch, but like that was a big dawning of self-awareness for me and, and of growth, I guess they go, they go hand in hand. It's amazing that you say that, that that's what you felt, but like, I'm looking at it from the outside being like, yo, that was the moment. Like, yes, yeah. you, I can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> was it, I do have a question for you though. Like what, what was it? I've asked a couple others about this. It's just purely out of curiosity. What was it like on your end hearing about like my mom's passing and all that stuff going on? Like when you'd heard about that, what did, like, what did you at the time think? Um, I guess I was kind of numb to it. Like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, there's nothing to, like, you worry about the future for sure. Like, oh my gosh, those three boys, like, you know, they're, they also look like deer in the headlights. And yeah, I guess like one day at a time and this and that. And I do remember my parents being like, you know, you gotta, you gotta engage here. You gotta engage, you know. And Shout out to your parents, by the way. Very, uh, your parents are awesome. Yeah. They're lovely well, people. Yeah. For sure. For sure. You know, you, you appreciate them more and more, the more you talk about them for sure. Yeah. It's just a curiosity on my end there. I just, I, it was interesting. Cause I've, yeah. I didn't used to see it from that perspective, you know? Yeah. I remember it more from my parents being like, you gotta be there, you know, <laughs> whereas, but for me, it was just like, Holy crap. That, well, that was a surprise. Like, I don't even know yeah. what to do here. <laughs> like, yeah, but it's, I, I will say that it's, a, it's been like amazing watching your growth from that. That's like been uh, quite amazing to watch from the outside, I will say. Did you guys, um, did you and Aya like interact much during high school, more or less? I don't think at all. Yeah. I would see Aya in the hallways and just say hi and that was it, yeah. Like no conversations at yeah, all. Yeah, I think maybe we got like a, like a head uh, tilt. Yeah, like, oh, hey, I know you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I crazy? Like, aren't were, are your families? I felt like your families are pretty are were pretty close. I think they're well. I know that our dads both go to like synagogue fairly often, or my dad used to like. So maybe they, I don't know. And my parents said like, I don't know. Like last week, they're like, oh, I saw the Botners and something something. So like, and my dad goes to your dad for dental work now too. So. <laughs> Oh yeah, I've so, seen him I mean, like in the in the. <laughs> oh, and I actually danced. I've seen him with in the office. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah true. You danced, danced with my with sister, sister uh, Victoria yeah. Carter's. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, yeah, Josh, like a few interactions, but not like, uh, no. not like Shabbat dinner, or family, friends. Or no, nothing like, like that. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
You guys are no, welcome to come anytime, though. But no, uh, <laughs> I mean, you guys. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I think we're just. My parents were always friends, kind of with the Israeli crowd. Israelis, right? Yeah, yeah it was yeah. kind of Israelis, and there was like. Um, my family's very close with the bells like our dads are right, right you yeah. guys were always together i remember that. Very yeah, close. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah bells mean like so, amanda bell who was on our who was on recently yeah, yeah not just like ding dong bells like no we're leaving that <laughs> in because it was so we like, ridiculous um, we're not the ding but i just i was <laughs> clarifying not <laughs> in case anybody thought he was we're talking he about was, real real bells they're, they're real people okay not the jingly kind <laughs> not the jingly kind. are we halfway <laughs> through we're halfway through life now can can i pop open my other beer yeah <laughs> pop it open awesome. let's get like by the way let's do a little cheers uh, a little a little chaim again probably we already did one you don't do more so oh do we do another one okay yeah, yeah. Why not? we're talking about life here after yeah. all you right, know right, right, right. yeah Sure. And pouring a cold. Is it still cold? Yeah, it's cold. Yeah. Nice. Cowbell. Where do you? Cowbell Brewing Company. I don't think I've I, had that. I'm not an alcoholic. You're doing a Stella Artois. Sure. I, I mean, it's just what I have. Yeah. I don't have any affiliations <laughs> to any particular beer. Lachaim. Nobody can see this, but Lachaim. Clink. Yeah. Clink to the microphone. It didn't sound as good as I thought it would. I just spilled stuff. <laughs> Zoom. Cheers. Welcome to 2020 and 2021. <laughs> Yeah, geez. Yeah. Speaking of Lechaim, so for anyone who doesn't know, there's a little Chai in there, which means life. And in Hebrew, there's also like, sometimes they do the thing where they add the numeric value of letters together. The letters equal numbers. Like A is one, B is two. Exactly. So Chai for life is the number 18 and it's episode 18. Yeah. So if anybody is interested in that, there you go, <laughs> little tidbit. It's a special episode is what we're saying, Daniel. We kept you for episode 18 for Chai. Yeah. So it's, it's more special than you realize. <laughs> we're still making up for not having you as the first guest. Yeah, well, no, I, I, I'll I, confess now that I was holding out to see if you guys would have like any big special ads, you know, so that I could claim royalties off of that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Maybe episode 180 and uh, God God willing, we'll... <laughs> You know what is good though, Daniel? Since we have had some of our other, you know, classmates on uh, before you now, whenever you tell stories and we tell stories about them, we don't have to like introduce them every time. We just kind of reference them. Those barriers are gone. Yeah, yeah knowing you, we were going to have some stories. So, although then we talked about Gus Macker the first thing and we talked about Will and Ben and we haven't had them on. So that didn't quite work out the way I wanted. It's okay. <laughs> hey. Sorry. You know, at some point, maybe they'll, they'll come for uh, episode thirty-six and uh, all their <laughs> all the multiples of eighteen. Exactly. So we talked about high school then a little bit, and then we also went to we went to undergrad together, technically. But again, we say together, but I don't, it's not. We didn't share any classes, did we? No, unless we were in like the same like intro to psychology class, which had like ten thousand people. It's possible. <laughs> what did you take, Dan? What did you? Yeah. Take? What did you do? I don't even know. I took, um, I ended up special, like doing an honor specialization in, in uh, physiology, but you know, when oh. you start off in um, sciences, in the medical sciences, you're just taking a bunch of basic sciences for the first two years. So like my, my one course that in first year that was not science was psychology. Hmm. And that kind of gave me the, 
flexibility to take future psychology courses right. in like second and third year. We must have been in that. Was that Mike? Was it Mike? Was that the name of the professor? Like psych with Mike was like, Mike yeah, Mike. but I, I was never actually in his <laughs> classes. Oh, okay. Cause that's the one that I, I think I had that one. So then we maybe didn't share. Right. Yeah. Maybe no, we didn't. I'm, I'm sure we were in the same kind of curriculum, you know, but yeah. Yeah. I, I always try to explain to people what an honor specialization is and like, cause I, I, I took an honor special in, in neuroscience. Right. But I haven't talked to a lot of other people who are doing honor specializations. I did an honor specialization. You did? Yeah. What? I mean, I ended up doing it, but. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about this, thing. I guess. Oh, yeah. maybe it is. I don't know. There's something I always try to explain this to people. I'm like, what is an honor specialization? It's just like you did a bunch of, it's just like, it's like a, a major. More... And there's an honor specialization. It's like more than a major. Yeah. 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 So like you could have done a, I, I just wish it was called, a, I majored in this. Like, <laughs> oh, honor specialization. Like you sound like an idiot when you say that. <laughs> or you sound like the opposite, depending on. Or you, you sound like an asshole. <laughs> That's not the opposite. <laughs> it is kind of douchebaggy. It's true when you, every time. You got an honor specialization. I always tell, I always tell, yeah, I did an honor specialization in developmental cognitive neuroscience. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's worse than That's saying funny. physiology. So. And yeah. I'm never going to talk to you again. Like. <laughs> <laughs> this is the episode where Dan and Josh stop being Yeah. <laughs> So when did you realize you were going to go into dentistry? Did you just know that since you were a kid because your family were all like your older brother's a dentist, your sister's a dentist, your dad? Yeah, it's all kind of it's all it's all random when you look back on it, you know, like uh, or when I look back on it, because at that time, um, you know, I made it into university and this is where my parents are like, okay, this is like where it really matters, you know, like high school is just to get in. But now like they're whichever school you apply to, you know, they're going to look at your university marks. So now you've got to like pedal to the metal. So. Right. Cause you get, if you're going to, so you knew you might go to dental school after that, in which case you needed to get good grades in undergrad. Yeah. 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 Cause that's what they're going to look at. It's like first, you know, from first year university and on. So I was just like in full on, you know, treating this as like a full-time job sort of thing. Right. Good for you. So lots of pressure there. Is that why you kind of, I felt like you were kind of really into your studies at that point. And yeah, 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 yeah. Like I was not a good, you know, hanging out with my other friends very much. You know, it was Man. like, good for you going at it. Like how people kind of like, you meet some people now in life who are like really like consumed by their work. Like that was me and my, my but I was like, you know, I was, primed to do that by my parents you know like that was totally by design and it worked out for sure because like I can live that fun life now um yeah and you are I, a dentist now I think I do yeah <laughs> yeah just to um, point out like you're probably the most gainfully employed of us of us of of the three of us, one hundred percent. Why did you yeah. see? Why did you hesitate there? For I was going to sure. say, no, I was gonna say <laughs> well, I was going to say of us all, and I was thinking, I don't mean any. I don't know about the whole elementary. School. Oh, right, right, right. I meant, yeah. but, but no, of the three I wouldn't of us, say of us all. I don't actually know. You're up there for sure. Know. But I do remember, like, I came yeah. back just not that long ago, like a year or two ago, and you gave me a free cleaning <laughs> and checkup. What? Yeah, he did. I oh, am I allowed to say this? <laughs> Is this yeah, of course. In this, yeah, in this, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not allowed to bring it up, but but once you bring it up, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Let's talk about that. 
<laughs> I want a free clip. No, I'm just kidding. I just went to the dentist like last week. I paid like $200. I'm totally of my own volition, gave you a, a review afterwards, which is definitely, it's not money, but. No, it is money actually, because a, a patient just came in today and uh, she was a new patient coming in from Toronto. And I said, so how did you hear of us? Like, how did you decide to come here? She's like, I looked up online and I, uh, I was like, yeah, anything else? She's like, yeah, I looked up reviews. It's like, Josh Lippman's review. And people and... saw really good things about you. I was like, oh, good, I rigged those. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say the quiet part loud, but. It's not that much of a rigging. I mean, you you were great. In fact, It's, it's rigging wish... it if you write it in yourself. So like if I were yeah. to go in right now and just write, and which you actually can do, which is why the whole system is like screwed up. But you could only write one and it would show your name, no? Like... No, no, it, like you, you can go there and you won't, you won't know which ones it's Josh's. Oh, weird, okay. Uh, for those listening, you are a fantastic dentist and actually the most fun I've had in the dentist chair in oh, yeah. my life. Yeah, we had a good time, eh? Maybe I should switch dentists. I don't know why I'm going to mine like a fool. <laughs> I had to just get over the fact that I was like, this is, oh, my friend is in my mouth. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. Oh, Josh. <laughs> it sounds worse when I say that. You get over yeah, it quickly, you know? Like, think that was going to come it, up? Yeah. No, I kind of knew what I was saying there. No, <laughs> it was, no, I, I liked you in my mouth. It was great. I got to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm done. Guys, I'm telling you, a full episode on dentistry, it'll fly like amazing. Hey, it's not too late. We've barely talked about growth and self-awareness. So get, this is all part of growth. That's the great thing about calling it growth, is that every all of this oh. is growth. Yeah? All growth. Yeah, but the real questions that are coming up right now, I guess, mm. like we talked about, you you know about me. I actually I don't know if we've talked as much on, on your end about this, Aya. So I'd like to know for both of you, when did this self-aware because you guys are both incredibly self-aware people when do you feel this really hit you or did it hit you all at once or were there phases of this hitting you like do you feel like you're still not fully self-aware which is kind of hard to gauge I guess because you have to be self-aware to be able to gauge it yeah I think it's like different phases of self-awareness as opposed to like oh on this day I became self like enlightened yeah. you know like the Buddha <laughs> like yeah. it's not like in Terminator where the in Terminator 2 where the robots became self-aware <laughs> the day they became self-aware. I haven't seen that. I've actually never no. seen the Terminator, which is oh, like, wow. oh my God. Yeah, yeah okay. I that so went, sorry, that's, that's usually a reference that doesn't go over people's heads. That was very... Right. No, yeah, you're right. That's like wrong. Of, I, sh I should watch this. Me too. Yeah. It's our bad for that one. It's like making a Titanic reference and someone going, what are you... I haven't about. seen it, but I know the references. <laughs> I haven't seen Titanic either, but I would agree with Dan in terms of it being like a gradual thing. I always feel like, yeah, I mean, I've kind of pointed out certain moments where I realized where I came off as not as, like, sometimes I thought that I was being funny or that this was fun. And it was like, no, you're being a jerk. Like, nobody enjoys this. So, I mean, there were a lot of moments like that, I think, that kind of got me to try to be a nicer person. Even at the beginning of this episode, when I was, I don't know, I was making some jokes about Josh and uh, and then you pointed out, hey, I, uh, as soon as we got a guest on, you turn back into bully mode. And I was like, oh, do I? So, I mean, I'm still learning. I don't know. I don't think I've really reached any kind of special self-awareness uh, level yet. I'm hoping to get there one day. No, that's the most self-aware thing you can say. Oh, well, okay. There you go. No. I don't know. And you knew that too. That was some 4D chess uh, self-awareness right <laughs> there. <laughs> oh, I just remembered another thing too, now that you've just said that. We love we chess. Yeah. We used to play chess. Yeah, we, I used to play chess with you too. You were great. You were fantastic at chess. I played a lot online. Yeah. I was addicted oh. to, um, to in the early like internet days. I was addicted to StarCraft and Yahoo Chess and oh. Yahoo Pool. 
We used to play some of that stuff. We played chess. We played StarCraft, I think. I remember you guys had like those old chess. It was like the little wooden pieces and every lunch. You know how like we would all go through phases and you guys went through a phase every lunch. Mm -hmm. And I know for sure the two of you, I think some of the other guys as well probably will and and you would just play chess. We all play like, chess, yeah. 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 We get like mad at each other for taking too long, you know? Yeah. And I remember the girls were playing um, A-hole or president. That's I used what we to remember playing. Aya yeah. and like all of them singing, I'm first neutral, I won't talk to anyone. I'm oh first my God. I won't talk at all. Like it's like songs sticking. Oh, I totally you know? remember making up that song. I always, oh, you made it up? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Sh- okay, I shouldn't take credit, but I anyone who okay so this is just a sidebar but I play cards with my mom and my grandma every Friday night now so I go there for dinner they're the people I see and I'm constantly singing things like like my mom will say something and I'll turn it into a song eventually they'll just be like oh my god stop but I find it entertaining yeah no self-awareness on your behalf but plenty of fun no no self-awareness but hilarious for I mean sometimes someone will like point it out they'll be like that's really annoying I'm like oh was I doing something like I didn't I forgot that I was but yeah making up songs about whatever was going on and they just like get really they were like dumb little tunes about nothing just to kind of annoy people you still kind of do that right I still have I done that to you I I think I I think you just like singing the the podcast music randomly oh yeah I 100% do it I don't know if you've been (laughs) privy to too much of that but I for sure do it yeah so that's what I just took credit for that class who uh who who got that tune so this is a my good friend uh Tam Tam Duong oh yeah that's right yeah. he's uh he's done uh, he's a great musician we've done so much stuff his music has been in my movies but he was just yeah. super sweet you just told him like yo come up with a tune and he just like well I didn't tell him I was like it wasn't like do this but no I asked him and he was a little yeah no I asked yeah. him and he was uh so gracious he's so talented he can come up with things pretty pretty quickly and yeah he, he did that for us just out of the goodness of his heart cool yeah and it's really I like it it's really I find it catchy it's really catchy it's really an earworm and you don't realize it at first and then yeah. you're just trying to fall asleep and it's you're grinding your teeth too. maybe I'm just me yeah. grinding my teeth this is on <laughs> yeah I don't grind my teeth, but I had it in my head and I was like, what is that? Oh my God, I have my own, like I have our own podcast. Next thing you know, you're head, playing like, cards with your mom and your grandma and you're just riffing off, you know, <laughs> your podcast too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, my dad does it too. The singing random things. That it's inherited. Yeah. Like my mom got really frustrated because she's like, she's like, what? Yeah, it's inherited. Uh, there's some gene that I've got that's like you automatically sing whatever people are saying. Like, I'm not a good sing. Neither of us are good singers. It's just like my poor mom goes around trying to have <laughs> conversations with people and we're, and my dad turns it into a song. And then I was there turning it into a song and she's like, I get enough of this from your, t- like, what are you doing? I think it's good anxiety <laughs> relief. It's uh, it's probably, it's, it's a good thing. It's fun. It's annoying if someone's trying to have a conversation with you and you're just singing back what they're saying. <laughs> they just need to learn but. to live with it. That's one of your positives to me, not a negative. The the singing, okay. Yeah, I love it. Well, I also, I felt like I had to justify because I immediately took credit for that little, the made up, well, I mean, the tune isn't made up, but the I'm first neutral, <laughs> I won't talk to anyone. I totally took credit for that. So I should probably back it up with some proof. I remember that now that you say that, like you doing that. But I, yeah, I didn't remember that actually. It sounds like you have a pretty good yeah. memory for our elementary school because Pierce didn't remember 
much I I feel like Pierce didn't have a huge like detailed memory and I don't I mean Mike we kind of focused on something else Amanda had more memories yeah Amanda had some really specific ones but yeah but that's a good yeah no I've got specific ones for sure very specific like I'll remember yeah any other goodies any other goodies it'll come up in conversation I guess yeah (laughs) Yeah, I'll have to ask you more later because I'd like to remember, like I've said before, I, I remember, I feel like I remember stuff from elementary school. And then when I have to think of specific things, I can't think of hardly anything. Yeah. There's like a small list. And one of those is me pulling that chair out and making you cry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also us playing that game with the, with a basketball that should not have been played with the basketball where we'd have oh. to throw it up. Oh, we played bump too. I'm talking about the game. Oh, I remember actually playing bump with you guys. Bump yeah, was, fun. was fun. Soccer to... baseball was pretty intense. Soccer baseball. Oh, yeah. Soccer baseball was great, which is actually just called kickball, is it? isn't it? Isn't that what kickball I is? I found out what, yeah, someone referenced kickball and I was like, what's that? And I was like, oh, it's what we called soccer baseball <laughs> for years for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer soccer baseball. I'm pretty sure it's kickball. We play that in the park, yeah. right? Uh, across the street. Yeah, but the coolest place well, we was, also- yeah, we played it in the schoolyard and like you could hit home runs if you like yeah. it over the, the fence, you know. How many balls ended up on the roof of our school? <laughs> oh my like God. all of them, right? Or over that fence? How much asbestos did we breathe in from going to that school? <laughs> That's the real question. <laughs> yeah. For those that don't know, we, again, we went to a private yeah. Jewish school, which sounds like it would be some like super wealthy, beautiful place. But it again, we had a small- And it very well school. might have been at one point in, in, in this <laughs> it was, it, period of the world. <laughs> it was a small community. So like, you know, everyone was kind of contributing to make this thing work. So really it was a tiny little school. The, the, the I always tell people the gym was really just a classroom with a big pole in the middle that we said held the school up. And then there was a kitchen that was also part of the gym. Yeah. <laughs> and then the gym. We'd, we'd play dodgeball in that gym. And it was stupid because you'd hit the pole and the ball would come back at you. So you, it was not a good place to play dodgeball. And our, like our playground was. <laughs> it was a parking lot. It was a parking lot. Like it looked like a parking now lot. Now it's an actual now parking lot. They turned it into lot. a parking lot. Now it's actually. And I mean, what did they have to do? Nothing except draw on some lines. <laughs> yeah. Like they didn't have to do anything. It was already a parking lot. What a timeline for that like plot of land. Like first you're going to be a parking lot. Yeah. And then for 50 years, you're going to be a playground. <laughs> yeah. And then you're going to go back to the parking lot. Also, it was a Jewish school. <laughs> And yeah. now it's like a Catholic college. Yeah. College. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's part of Kings. We, I remember we always had Kings like down the street and there was, there's that Jesus statue. Yeah. And it's like pretty, pretty Jesus-y. I don't know if you I love that thing. Like that. Yeah. It's very... pretty Jesus-y. You love it? Yeah. It's always... just like so ironic, you know, that we go to school like right across from Jesus. Yeah. Well, it's interesting now when I've come back to drive by that building just to get a little nostalgia kick and looking through the window to see a giant cross in our, little Jewish school because it's now gone mm. back to the college the Jewish school is now a, a new building by the JCC right it's like a little but, addition yeah. yeah going back and seeing that now it's like oh that's different yeah <laughs> we went on a tangent back to our early days we went on but, multiple um, tangents. but you can talk Aya about your growth through like university because oh. that's kind of what I mean university was we're in now <laughs> yeah that's true so it's it's actually funny that like what you're saying about what you did in university, like you said, I was smart in elementary school. I think I used up all my energy in elementary school and a bit of high school. I actually like in quotations kind of stopped caring right when I should have started caring. Like it was late grade 11, early grade 12. I was like, I don't care anymore. I'm just going to do whatever I do. That's when things count. 
that's when things start to count. And I just like, whatever. I went into university. I was like, I'm not picking a thing. I'm just going to take courses and see what I learn. I was kind of, what's the word? I resented a little bit that I had to go to Western because I didn't want to. And my parents were like, oh, I didn't want to either. None of us did. I mean, or maybe I like, maybe I'm projecting, but yeah, my mom was like, or my parents were like, you're you're going to Western. Understandably, they didn't want to you know, money is hard, but yeah. So like, I don't know. I just didn't want to, my friends were gone. I didn't really, I had kind of like this bad attitude about socializing. I felt already on the outside of school because like I wasn't on campus with people and I didn't have like a set plan of any kind. I was just kind of wandering around and like taking random courses. I eventually got an honor specialization. An honor specialization. Yeah. An honor specialization. <laughs> But I ended up switching what it was because I ha- I was like, oh, I actually didn't take the right courses I needed. Like I wasn't planning properly and I'm so different now, but and I was different in elementary school and a little bit in high school, but I kind of lost it for a bit. So I, I really um, admire that that was when you did like the pedal to the metal, working hard. That's what I should have done. But you seem to have chosen the right times to you chose the right time. Yeah. So, I mean, that's much smarter than what I did, which was like, I was already burnt out. And oh. I think the end of high school, I was tired. I didn't choose it really. It was more just like, this is, <laughs> yeah, this is the moment we've been waiting for. Like, <laughs> I mean, you're I, always, I didn't know that. You, you always know? choose though. You always choose. It's not like my parents were like, yeah, yeah. Stop caring. Of course not. You know, you know, you have really good parents, Daniel, is that like, you have a, a genuine desire to like, I don't want to say please them, but like to make them happy in a sense that like you're not, they're not the type of parents you want to rebel against. They're, they're good, smart people, a good family. Yeah. It like goes back to like a certain type of psychology of like, I think you can speak more to this of like, you know, rewarding good behavior, Mm -hmm. you know? So like if I did well, you know, it's like, here's what we get to do. Positive reinforcement. My dad would take me to a Raptor game. You know, it's like, you want a nice, you know, he'd like remind you, you know, you want nice things in life you like you know like this is what we can do when we you know and I'm so proud of you for doing well in school and this and that you know so oh, it was a uh, very much like a feedback loop that you know yeah. you're trying to win the approval as well um sort of oh nice so, you know it can be and I think at times it was taken in a in a different direction or like in a direction that I wouldn't have done it myself in or you know I I kind of resent sometimes parts of it but as a whole, yeah, Josh, you're totally right. Like that's, I have no, I have total self-awareness to be able to say that where I am in life now and, and the way that I got there was through their guidance. So where did that self-awareness come from though? Like where did, did you always have that? Um, ever since, um, you know what made me had it was dental school mm. because you, you become very close with a lot of people in dental school because you're forced into kind of like imagine like going to, to military school you're not going through hell together yeah yeah actually like on a I listen to a lot of podcasts and they all and one one guy kind of described dental school as like his own Vietnam in life oh. you know, which is not a great <laughs> comparison because <laughs> Vietnam was a lot worse and a lot more uh, traumatizing <laughs> every single way but like you know that's the part where if you're going to become self-aware um you know especially after it all, it's all done, that's, that's going to be a time. So if we want to gain self-awareness, you recommend going to dental school. Or the military, yeah. Or oh, Vietnam military. or something. Yeah. <laughs> but basically um, what you're saying is going through challenge, you know, really 
challenging experiences with other people can yeah really- and from like different walks of life you know like I have close friends you know I have a friend who's who was born in India you know and that's a totally different and his mindset now is still very much dictated by like how he grew up uh whereas I have other friends who are like fifth generation Canadians who were not pushed at all by their parents you know yeah and his mindset was totally you know so you just you see all different kinds of walks of life and you go through the same thing together so that's when you can really like really that's when I started to really reflect on like where I'm coming from you know do you feel like it's it's really helps like other that really just communicating and dealing with other people and understanding that empathy almost towards other people understanding their experience helps you trigger your own awareness. Yeah, hundred percent. That's exactly like when you see what they're going through and you go, Oh my God, that's like, that's like me. Yeah. Oh. And then you start to see yourself in other people and vice yep. versa. Yep. And, and then like a big financial part comes into it. You know, like a lot of my friends took out, you know, the $250,000 loan that Scotiabank offers, you know, I still remember how much money it is and, mm. and which bank offered it to my friends, you know, whereas I didn't take out any of that money because my parents were, were, were paying for it. And this was like their dream and of their own lives to be able to pay for their kids oh, that's nice of education. So like, you know, that makes you quite self-aware of like, okay, here's where I've come from and where I am in life. Right. It gives here's you a sense where of my close friends are, you know, in life. But I had different pressures than they did too. So, you know, I had something to, to live up to, whereas they were, a lot of my friends were from households that were happy that their kids were like doing well, but it wasn't like necessarily as big of a deal to them. Whereas my other friend from India, yeah, like that was, his parents were so happy about that. So, so all different kinds of walks of life right that you can compare and contrast yourself to gotcha gotcha so when i have a question so when you were i'd like to think of like when we're growing up there's kind of different phases like growth phases in life and certain i don't know phases or periods like how you describe it like i feel like we had that kind of elementary school way you keep breaking these down even more i'm sure right but we're breaking down kind of like elementary school which for us went to grade eight. I break it up in terms of schools. Yeah. Yeah. Of of school. Like every four years I was changing school uh, or five years. So yeah. So here, I guess we would say like elementary school, which goes to like grade eight, then high school. I mean, Josh, you're the one with the honor specialization in uh, developmental cognitive neuroscience, right? I almost (laughs) got it. uh, Almost. I'm also a filmmaker now. So, uh. (laughs) but I'm just saying like, that's, so you should know the phases of life, right? Well, there is different developmental phases in that sense, but I'm talking about. I just wanted to show that I knew the name of your. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not getting too science-y with this. Get science-y. But just sort of like breaking it down. (laughs) High school. Then there was like undergrad, and then for you there was dental school. Each of those was basically a different like growth phase for you, right? For sure. As you were growing up, did you feel like your place? How do I, how do I word this exactly? Like it, for me, I can say in elementary school, my social standing was not great, you know, within the class, right? That's kind of. But as I grew and went into these different phases, I found myself socially in like a different like not a literal class, but like a different uh, class, right? Like a, like in high school, I still wasn't that popular or anything like that, but better than elementary school. And things also shifted. I've talked about before after my mom passed for maybe because of the self-awareness that came on, maybe because people felt bad for me. I don't know, maybe a mixture of all of that. But weirdly enough, in my undergrad, I was like king of the world. Like <laughs> in my social group, also me and my, you know, my, my friend Roman, like we were up there, you know what I mean? Like we were... Uh, 
suddenly I had like a pretty high social standing. In fact, to this day, I'm known as someone who's got like tons of friends and I'm like really good socially and all that. I mean, I do, I prioritize that stuff. But then, and then weirdly enough, when I went to my grad school, USC, it started to feel a little like kind of clicky again and almost like kind of went back a little bit to, it started to remind me of the time in my earlier days in school, how I was, you know, I wouldn't say I I wasn't getting bullied in like grad school, but there was more of that type of stuff going on in the way people were with each other. And it kind of regressed, it felt. But I personally had brought a new sort of awareness where even though this was kind of the atmosphere of that school, I was beyond that now. I now had grown personally and I was a little better at like dealing with that. And I already knew how to kind of, I wanted to make, there's a word I'm looking for. It's not my word perfectionism. I, w- I wanted to basically um, cultivate uh, be, uh, cultivate my own situation. I wanted to be the master of my own situation now. Design. Like I, yeah, I sure. Now all it's those bothering words. me that I don't have the right word. Uh, <laughs> those words. I'm precisely. Now... <laughs> <laughs> I'm creating my own. I'm not letting, okay, put it this way. I'm not letting my social situation and or this phase I'm in life, I'm not letting that determine. You're the agent. Uh, yeah, I'm not letting it okay. determine it for me. I am now the agent. And that only came through growth and having experienced those other kind of phases. So I'm, I'm basically, I want to ask, like, similarly for you, as you kind of grew and went through these different phases, did you find that you kind of maybe had a different place in any of these situations? And if so, how did you deal with that or tackle that challenge? this question for me yeah for you yeah but i also i'd love to hear your answer what was the question no (laughs) yeah (laughs) too busy thinking of words yeah no i totally agree like the way that you view yourself like in groups um changes over time as well yeah i always wanted to be someone who's like respected amongst like you know 95 percent of the people because that's probably as high as you're gonna get so that's kind (laughs) of do you feel like that happened in every single no, for sure not, no. What do you feel like it shifted for you? Because again, from early on, you were highly respected in elementary school. Yeah, so or... maybe in elementary school and, uh, and, and high school, I guess. I, I would say I was pretty successful at that. But yeah. you know, university, I didn't really know anybody. That's kind of where I go in my, my hermit mode. Um, the people that I know, I know well, and like I study with them and I'm like around the same people, you know? So for the most part, yeah, I'm pretty good with them, but I'm not in like a social system, you know, there. Dental school, that's where it gets like a little bit more cliquey, like, yeah, respected by most people, but that's around the same time that you're in grad school and you're kind of like, yeah, I kind of know like what I want here and I don't need to feel like, like these social hierarchies really oh so you felt that too yeah yeah that's like around the age like you felt that thing happening but you're like i don't need to fall into this trap i know that it's like your mid-20s where it's just like all right none of this like these people are cooler than the other people and like (laughs) yeah find the people who you get along with and who are like like the whole concept of like like-mindedness is kind of what I think I started to look for. You knew what you wanted and what you liked by this point a little bit. Yeah, and and I'm still friends with those people. So like that kind of uh, mindset, I think paid off. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like like that kind of, you gain this sort of sense of instead of things just happening to you, you start to realize you have a choice a little bit. For sure. Like like you can be the master of your domain. Yeah, and it's all about how you view it and where your mind is going to. Yeah, so you're more active than passive in a sense. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Aya? Yeah, actually, I kind of relate to 
aspects of that like so I mean yeah undergrad it's it's also hard because like everyone's in different classes and stuff grad school kind of the cliqueiness started again and the thing with grad school is like as you're entering it's like there are the kind of like the older kids so it's almost like there is grade nine like there is oh they're in year four they're like right. basically already graduating so there are kind of these groups and I remember I found there was this one girl and like I was like I already kind of know the whole deal with this like I went to Western and a lot of people were international students and there's this one girl I mean she wasn't super international like she's her English was already great she lived in um, London for a bit already with her husband and kids and I just remember like helping her with something I was like oh here I know how to go through the student center I'll help you do this and then we were friends and just it was just me and her I wasn't friends with her. I was like I just need the one friend I'm good and she joked then because like he was two maybe in like third year um because like I had my boyfriend at the time I was just like I hung out with him I hung out with his friends and I had my one friend in grad school and then maybe like year three when we were like the older kids I just started volunteering for everything I found like some people that I was that now I'm like they're some of my best friends like in the program that were like just these amazing people and I was like how did I not realize like my friend Adriana I don't know if I've mentioned her yet but mm-hmm. I'm almost like her fan like like when we hang out together everybody else is like a little uncomfortable they're like can you guys just relax like I'll be like oh you look so beautiful and she'll be like no you look beautiful and I'll be like you're so smart and like she'll just say something and we'll just be like fangirling over each other like not just connect on such a level yeah yeah and actually it was funny because other people told us like you guys would be friends first for some reason Adriana's like obsessed with Jewish people she thinks I don't know <laughs> she hadn't met any or something um that, yeah yeah and wait till she meets someone with a Jew fro then she's gonna be like <laughs> I mean I, I had a Jew fro as a young girl well very very young but yeah so like I made these friends and then so the friend that I had made like at first she goes yeah that was that year that you suddenly like became popular again so I had like kept a really low profile I was like I don't need to talk to anybody I go to class I'm just here to like do my degree I love my the teaching part I'm here for that and that's it I don't care about the social stuff I'm not getting involved with any of that stuff so suddenly being like oh man these people are awesome and everybody there speaks like multiple languages like for example Adriana speaks at least three like completely fluent like native level language but then like also another two or three and that's your thing you're all about the language like that's something you connect on you I love do language stuff. I think it's really cool because like some people think I'm good at languages and I'm like you don't even know like these people are amazing it's like a pleasure to hear them speak it yeah it's just it's so cool because like you just it's interesting it's kind of like like what you were saying about your friend from India that you had dental school with there were a lot of people that it was like oh you worked so hard to get here and I almost take it for granted in some ways like yeah you know it's grad school I'm just gonna keep going in school because I like school I didn't like sit and like think what do I really want to do with my life I was like "Mm, this I should probably you know I love school just go back but yeah there were people who had worked really hard who were like some of them had like families and they were working to there were just there were so many different situations and I kind of their mindsets are like way different than you could even imagine (laughs) Yeah. And they were just like, so happy to be there and like, to be able to learn there. And like some of the situations that they came from, I mean, the one friend that I made initially, she, and I'm I'm still friends with her. She's like, she's Venezuelan. So sometimes I'd ask her like, how are things at home? And I mean, stuff has been going crazy Mm. since, I mean, since we started grad school till, till now, really like 
I mean, I hear about the things that happened to her. And I mean, she's still dealing with all the other, just like the regular stuff. Grad school isn't easy. And she also has kids. Oh. And she and I was just like, oh my God. I was like, the stuff that I was like, I can barely take care of myself. How are you taking care of your entire family? Plus like her own parents who moved from Minnesota. Anyways, it was just like, it was a bit of a wake up call in terms of like, you take things a little bit for granted, maybe. I, uh, uh, so maybe there was some self-awareness there, but also what I was getting to with the friend groups is that I had forgotten how meaningful it is to have a group of friends, like, and to have friends that you really, so, I mean, I had the one friend, but like, she was often busy. And then once I had this group, again, there was this feeling of belonging. There was like, just the fun that happens when you're just with a group of people that you like. And I hadn't had that in so long, I think since high school, probably. And just to see them every day almost. And it was just, I think I really, that was when I started actually like appreciating people again. Cause before that I was like, <laughs> I don't need anyone, but no, I kind of, I kind of do. Do you feel like it's life's kind of like this, you get introduced to this buffet of things and you're just mm -hmm. passively kind of trying all these different things. And then it's like, now you're coming back and you have to choose, you can only choose a few, mm -hmm. like you have to choose some of these things that you tried along the way. And you, you have an yeah. idea of what you like, what you don't like, and what you, maybe when you were trying that, you know, passively trying those things in the buffet, you didn't have a choice, like what you were trying. Mm -hmm. Right. And now you're like, well, I like that one thing a while ago and I haven't, I really yeah. missed that thing. And now you know, but you to be able to get that sort of awareness, you have to have that experience first. You have to have gone through all those kind of experiences. And then you can kind of, it kind of gives you a picture of the whole map. <laughs> it's like, a, I'll, I'll use a StarCraft reference for you, Daniel. <laughs> it's like, you know, when you're playing this game, but you, you don't really get a sense of what you should do strategically until you have seen the whole map and you've seen where everybody you know, the layout of the map and where things are, then you're like, okay, now I can build a strategy. Now you have an awareness. Now I can go back to the buffet and get the fried chicken that I was Yeah. Eating. Now you know <laughs> that that's, you know, something that yeah. makes sense for your life. I like the life as a buffet. Yeah, yeah very true. That's an amazing, uh, you know, yeah. So like, we're probably at the age now where we kind of know like what to look for. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And we can even go with the small plate because we're like, I know what I want. I don't need that huge plate to put a little bit of everything. I know. Yeah. I know what I need. <laughs> For me, a big part of it was time going by, like knowing that we're going to die and all that stuff. And like realizing the short amount of time that we have really, really triggered it for me. Does it, is it the same for you at all? Yeah, absolutely. Like COVID really brought my own, like, Oh yeah. Oh, there's like a time limit to this stuff. <laughs> like, kind of thing to the forefront for me. So yeah, for sure. We were talking about this once before, I think you were saying that COVID really opened your eyes. Oh, yeah, man. Absolutely. How did it do that? I was off of work for two months. So like, for the first month, like when we were really like afraid of what was going on, I had like lots of times like where I'd have multiple days just in my own apartment with me alone, and my own thoughts and some dental videos, like, and uh, you're just reevaluating things like anybody's mind is going to go there when you're when you're given that much time alone I think so it's interesting it's kind of like the opposite we were saying that sometimes that awareness comes from these people around us and, and yeah seeing other and viewpoints that. and other times it can be it's like the opposite right yeah like, now you're just with yourself um and it's time to really think about this stuff because 
you know, COVID is like, uh, it's something that comes for you in different ways. Like, you know, we all had to kind of fear that our parents might have issues with it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you got to think about that. Um, yeah. You know, what if that happens? And then, I don't know, like you're watching the world events kind of happen around you, you know, like there's, it's not just COVID, you know, like there's Trump, like <laughs> that's pretty crazy and fucked up. Yeah. So really, we don't have to hear about that anymore as much. Yeah, me too. So but happy. like that was happening, you know. Yeah, so, like, no, that's kind of really reevaluated my uh, my existence, and uh, and we started talking about that too. I think, Josh, yeah, too, because I I started to like really fear. I I started to imagine like what what dying looks like, mm. and like climate change also like came into the forefront for me too, right. because like I've really started threats. to yeah, like which every generation has faced, but I was just too caught up in like school and dentistry and like my life to, to think about those, those, those things. But so you're saying you need to slow down a little bit too, to be able to, to really, uh, to, and reflect. Yeah. Yeah. And probably, you know, we're also like in Western society we're kind of in these groups and, and groups of people that we talk about, but we're not like, especially us millennials, we're not in like organized religion too much where we're like talking about our meaning and existence and death and stuff like that. So for me, at least that awakening came through through being alone with COVID to evaluate that. Mm. It's like what Pierce was talking about. We had Pierce on and he was talking about how death in his family really triggered that self-awareness for him, that sense of mortality, basically. For him, you know, it was a, the death did that, but like, I think a worldwide pandemic <laughs> triggers yeah. that for a lot of people oh yeah well. a war could do that war, like um, yeah lots of things and and i've been so fortunate too like i just had two grandparents pass away in the past uh three years but Oy. i still have two left so like death has not been around me like other than your mom and like and, and pierce's dad like it's not something that's like that i'm presented with <laughs> you know, for the first 32 years of my life, really. So yeah, well, thank God, I should say. Yeah. And thank God. Yeah. I mean, and, and uh, yeah, it's, it's easy. It's, it's amazing to be able to reflect and say that. But, yeah. but COVID was like the one thing to be like, ah, don't, don't think that I can't, uh, you know, a little virus can't, uh, can't take that away from me, you yeah. know, especially, and we didn't know what COVID was at this time. Right? Yeah, you really didn't know what it was. It was even scarier. It was way scarier. I'm looking at the date, April 13th. Like, oh my God, that was petrifying for me. Yeah. And I knew that if I got it, I'd be fine. But like... You worry about your parents and you worry about... Oh my God. You know, community. Of course. And like how... You say that it like kind of changed or it like made you kind of face that mortality. Did it change anything practically speaking? Like, did you... I know that you're kind of in a new place. Was it part of that? Like, did you decide to do something different did you change the way you lived a little bit or yeah um well yeah. I took I also not only was I like alone in my apartment a lot but I took a lot of time to do um to get in like very good yoga shape and uh oh, nice. and to get into like headspace the app with some meditation oh cool so yeah. yeah that's when you like get um I'm still not great at it but you know you get a little bit more introspective about like how you're feeling like oh why are you feeling anxious about death right now? Like, and, and what is it about, you know, so you start to like uh, examine your thought patterns a little bit more. I see Aya hearing you say meditation and she's just like, oh, okay, I'm interested now. This is yeah, I got really into that. Yeah, I got super into it in, in grad school as well. Like, I mean, we had- Oh, wow. Programs, so so you're, took... you're, you're way more into it than I am. That's awesome. Uh, I don't know about way more. Like I took, there was one where it was just like, you went to this- session and they played like these tapes or not tapes like recordings for you and 
And then there was another one that I actually signed up for that was like, you went every week. It was the same like five to six people with like a leader and we learned all these things. And then, yeah, and I kind of got really into it. I have like a, I have a book that's about like getting to the the levels of meditation to reach enlightenment. It's, it's actually pretty interesting. I haven't been keeping up with it. I've been too busy with this podcast, but I am super into meditation for, at least I was for a while. I haven't been keeping up with it lately, but there was a year where I did it like 20 minutes every morning, at least. Oh, nice. Wow. I'm starting to feel a little left out now. Oh, sorry, Josh. Well, <laughs> Josh, you're in California, like the hippiest, yeah, hippiest like, you don't meditation. Understand. I didn't realize that before I came here. I thought coming to LA, I was like, all right, this new, this period of my life, like it's going to be parties at night. It's going to be like late night kind of urban, craziness. Yeah. I thought, I don't know. I just thought LA, I don't know why I thought that. And it's like, nope, everybody here goes to bed by 9 p.m. and they get up at oh, 5 in the morning to go watch their dog there, I don't and they and there. eat kale. Yeah, I love kale. Oh, my God. And meditate go. and do yoga. They're all about the yoga. <laughs> you guys, you're made for L.A. Yeah, totally. You should. You guys should. I am. There. I know. I know. <laughs> so, Josh, we'll just switch. Uh, you can come here and I'll. I'll go over there. And... Yeah, but then there's the whole movie thing, so I got to do my movie stuff. Oh, yeah. oh, by the way, speaking of movies, just a little reminder. Oh, a little plug? A little plug? No, 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 <laughs> not, a, not a plug. No, no, not a plug. Daniel, you know, we had Amanda on recently, and I brought up how she acted in one of uh, my movies. Why are you shaking your head? Why are you shaking your I head? I just, I'm left out again. Of oh. I was never invited. I was oh, never you invited. Your, you and your you worked okay. I has this thing where she thinks she's never been invited, but anything she's ever been invited to, she's always said no. She just oh. wants to be invited just so she could say no. I love the shade. But I would remember if I said no. I was but you know no, what? I, I didn't that was like to... that was random. That was just like Josh was like in town and I was just like, Hey man, wanna hang out? And he's like, Nah, I'm shooting a movie. You wanna come by? I was like, Okay. <laughs> So I haven't said it yet, actually. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, sorry, Josh, go say it, say it. So I should say it, but I will say <laughs> I, uh, we were shooting in Toronto, you were in London. So I, so yeah, Daniel, in addition to Amanda being in this movie, the movie was called Attention Horror. It was about histrionic personality disorder. And Amanda had a small role in it. And Daniel happened to be in town, right? You just happened to be in town, was it? In Toronto? Yeah, I was going on a date right after that. <laughs> Oh. And you were like, hey, I was just in a movie. And she was like, oh. I wonder you were in such a good Yeah, movie. yeah. That's it. I thought that was going to be like my my in. And How did the date go? <laughs> that was the last date, I think. Oh, <laughs> no. Was it like the first and last or just the last? I like... think maybe, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> wasn't memorable. <laughs> yeah, clearly, you don't even remember. Yeah. At least prior to that, you were in a good mood. <laughs> Well, you came, you played a character named Brian. I remember this and you were just, you were in like a therapy session with Amanda, which I thought was so cool. Cause I'm like, oh my God, two of the kids I grew up with. It was now cool, yeah. in a movie yeah. together and it worked out and you were hilarious. You're really funny. Yeah, you, you were, I don't know if I gave you, it was inferred you had some disorder, but I don't think I gave you a specific one for the movie. No, mainly I just had lines, but I... Uh, I think he, you were calling out Amanda's character for being a narcissist. I think that's what it was. Yeah, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that catapulting my uh, my acting career. Your acting career, your <laughs> yeah. de- you know, alongside your dental career. Yeah. Yeah, yeah if, I can, if I can go just into acting, that would be... I would probably Maybe save my back acting. and my <laughs> dental acting, yeah. You know, my our mutual friend Grant Vesna, who lives in Florida now, is in dentistry orthodontics now. Yeah, his dad's a dentist too. Go yeah, he's another family dynasty. 
he was my cinematographer before he really went full into orthodontics and everything. Before he decided he wanted to make some real money. Some real money. You know, he's a, dent, he's a dentist cinematographer. I always say, yeah, my dentist cinematographer. <laughs> so, you know, maybe in wrapping some of this up now, we've been talking for, for a little bit, but I was just thinking you were talking a little bit, Aya, about before how, you know, what about the science of some of this? We're talking about growth and self-awareness. And I was just thinking, I'm thinking growth maybe in terms of learning, you know, like, you know, and moving forward, because for me, you can't really grow if you're not learning still, you know, if you want to, and it never has to stop. Like we're going to keep growing from here. We're going to keep becoming more aware and more self-aware, but only as long as we, I think, decide at this point to keep learning. I think that is a choice, right? You have to allow yourself to learn. And it reminded me of this thing I learned back in when I did neuroscience type stuff. Your honor specialization. My honor specialization in developmental cognitive neuroscience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when you're born, you have apparently like in your brain, you have an overabundance of neurons, neurons being brain cells, right? And the process of learning happens when neurons basically connect. Sometimes I like to think of neurons, like, you know, like the people like getting together and they have to make a connection. And there's like an electrical connection between them. And then you can have multiple networks of neurons coming together to build on each other and the learning builds on that, right? But you basically, when you're born, you have all of this early on in your life, you have this overabundance of neurons just kind of floating around, basically waiting for a connection to be made and for learning to happen. But the thing is that we go through these, what's known as sensitive periods. These used to be called critical periods. They're called sensitive periods now because it's not exact. But you go through these sensitive periods whereby it's, it's a process called pruning, where all these neurons that aren't being used, basically, that aren't connected, die. No, they're dying? They oh die Oh my God, off. how many as we died? Get, as we get old, you don't want to know. A lot, a lot die. I don't want to know. It's an amazing number. We also have a ton of them, but a ton die. And like, we can't make more or what? Can we make I, more? I don't think, not really. Um, <laughs> That's stressful. Um, I wish I didn't know that. Well, we, I mean, don't meditate on it for a few minutes. Yeah, can you take out the neurons that remember that fact? Uh, I don't want to know. Technically, if you just knock yourself in the head, I just killed a bunch of neurons that way too. No. But there are certain sensitive periods. So like, you know how they say, what, the most classic sensitive period that you've heard about is around the age of 12, 13. By that point, you're going to want to learn. If you're going to learn a language, you love languages, Aya, right? If you want to learn a new language, the best time to do it is before basically bar mitzvah age. Oh, we all did. Right. We all learned to language before then. Yeah, we were all learning Hebrew and we also yeah. all had bar mitzvah. You had a bat mitzvah and we had bar mitzvahs. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> but again, yeah. by that age, you're going to want to learn because after that, there's going to be that process of pruning, that neural death. And you can still learn a language after that point, after that sensitive period, but it won't be the same. It'll never be the same. You will always have an accent. You know, people who learned uh, languages later in life, right? They have accents and that's, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's harder to do. And they actually, when they do a brain scan, they're actually using a totally different part of their brain. Are you Okay. Am so, I sure? Okay. <laughs> Are you sure that that's, cause I know people who have learned second languages or third language or whatever. Is it only for a second? Like if you never learned another language at all, or is it like, yeah, I mean, look, some people already be... know multiple languages. They're like, doesn't matter. They'll learn something later in life and they're fine. So again, you can learn a new language. There's nothing wrong with learning. You can learn new languages and also learning how to learn 
how to learn a language. But it doesn't right? go into like the same well, file in your brain. It's like a separate file or a separate area of your brain. Is that in general? I'm sure there's exceptions okay, okay. and there's no, no. I where... don't know. I'm asking. Yeah. I think that muscle also learning how to learn a language. If you operate that earlier, you can operate it a little better after too. There's mm. probably more nuance to this, but in general, if you're learning after the sensitive period, it's actually a different part of your brain that's lighting up when you're speaking or trying to speak that language. It won't ever come as naturally to you if you didn't do it before a certain point. Knowing that, that's why a lot of parents are like, we got to get our kids to learn this language by this age. Yeah, and that's smart. There's certain, I think there's a process of putting around three years old or something too. You got to learn certain, you know, got to learn to talk by a certain age. I think if I recall this correctly, Daniel, I remember you saying that you learned to talk really late. Late, like, yeah. Like by yeah. three, was it three years old or something three. like that? Yeah, yeah. It's really weird. Like I have a niece now and she's like the only grandchild of my parents. And um, she's like starting to say names now and she's like less than one years old. And I'm just like- Is it your sister's kid or your bro no, my oh, brother? No, my brother. brother. Sorry, why did I say sister? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like really, it's like, whoa. <laughs> They had to wait like another two years before they could get a word out of yeah. me. And she's like <laughs> saying like uncle and like, just like, course, wow, how, yeah. how dumb was I? Like, no, I mean, people are different. Like, yeah, for sure. Like no, there's, a, and, and the more people I talk to, the more I hear about like, yeah. oh yeah, I didn't talk. Like, so that's why it's called a sensitive period now, not a critical period anymore. Because uh, it's not exactly, you know, for what, but for some people by a certain age, if it doesn't happen, it'll be a problem. And other people that it's different for them a little bit. So like, you know, my friend Roman, right? He's from Russia and Israel. When he came uh, to Canada, he was learning English. He was what, 13? He was at the upper edge of like, learn this language now or he's going to have an accent. But for the most part, he doesn't have an accent. For the most part. Mm -hmm. Another friend of mine, his name is George. He's Bulgarian. He came, I think around the same time. Same, actually, he might've even been here uh, longer, but the cutoff seemed to have been earlier for him. And he's always had this accent. A strong Bulgarian accent. Yeah, I I yeah. briefly know both of them. You're right. Yes. About that. Yeah. Yeah, and that just it's just a sensitive period. It's different for different people, and it's hard to explain why. But anyway, the point is, you go through these processes of neural death of neural pruning as you get older. But the thing is, the ones that don't die are basically the ones that you know the the connections that have been made those last, and they start to strengthen over time. Mm. So. Basically, as you're getting older, you're losing open-mindedness and you're gaining wisdom in a sense, right? So does that mean that you will not be open-minded as you get older? No. And I think there's a lot of nuance to this too. Like, I think that itself is a muscle in your brain. You can, uh, open-mindedness is something you can hold on to by that being part of what you've learned, right? It gets very, it gets very complicated. The point is keep learning, right? And keep, as long as you keep learning and keep making neural connections, that's how you, you know, you'll keep growing. And, you know, personally, I prefer to grow not in just a very narrow path. I tend to think of it like, you know, you went to grad school, uh, both of you, I guess, but, you know, I, uh, you know, you just keep like focusing as you get older, right? You remember we took like science in like grade, was it, was it just called science in grade nine? Yes. Yeah. 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 Science. Science. yeah. yeah. And then it's called, like then it's called biology, chemistry, physics. Chemistry, physics. Biology. Then yeah. you go to yeah. microbiology. And, and then and you're that. in molecular biology. Exactly. And then you're, yeah. And then of course, the yeah. older you get, the more you realize, the less you know. For sure. The more you grow, you're gaining more information. You're gaining more knowledge, but realizing that you know less than you knew. And that's, it, that's a good example of self-awareness. As mm -hmm. you grow and gain more knowledge, you become more self-aware and realize how little you know, right? Yeah, I have to tell patients all the time, like, 
I don't know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know that you don't know. And you know what? I'll tell them, like, uh, I bet you if you were to go to like 10 other dentists, they're lying to you if they say they do know. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's good to know when you don't know. That's part of self-awareness, right? But anyways, the reason I'm giving all this these examples is basically to illustrate how as we get older and this neural death is happening, we know what it, it happens. It's kind of, if you don't use it, you lose it sort of thing a little bit, right? Yeah. You do have to keep learning and keep, um, I mean, I think that's, that goes with two of the things we talked about. One, interacting with diverse groups of people and diverse fields and, you know, keep taking their knowledge into yourself and also having those moments of self-reflection as well and slowing down, you know, basically, like we said before, like seeing the whole map, mm -hmm. right? So yeah, that's just a little bit of the, uh, you know, I think, <laughs> I think as we get older, you know, some people say you get more conservative as you get older and less like liberal. I think that's why they say that too. Like as you I get, think I've you get, done the opposite. Well, again, this is important to note why, but in gen some people, they do get more conservative as they get older, I think, because they get more like narrow, like what narrow should be like, is, is like, yeah. they've decided they've solidified what they think exactly. the world should be That's like. Solidified is a good word because your brain basically, it's like Play-Doh or clay when you're younger and it starts to like harden and cement. Yeah. So basically what you're doing- Little dried up brains. Yeah, and you want to cut <laughs> still, you want to keep it as malleable as you can for as long as you can. You want to keep that open-mindedness. Those dried up conservative brains. <laughs> yeah. Well, so there's a, advantages and disadvantages, right? One of the advantages is that you strengthen those connections that you have. So we, it's very important to keep building those bonds and strengthen those neural connections we have. And I'll try to get out of the sciencey stuff now. No, it's very interesting. Just basically to strengthen those, what, you, what you've learned. Yeah, those bonds. But what you've learned, mm. you want to keep learning more and more about that thing and keep growing, but not to remain too narrow as well. Like you can build on it. So it can be like the branches of the tree as opposed yes. to like just like a road or like a. Yeah. But even so like you want to, you also want to take a step back. And I think that's where the self-reflecting stuff comes in too. And meditation. Yeah. Meditation, you know, also meditation is like ultra, like <laughs> step back, see how your mind works, Josh. Yeah. So basically there's little branches at the top of the tree that keep branching off too, but you can also take a step back and make sure to look at the lower branches as well. And where they go. Mm. I don't know if this makes any sense. No, totally. <laughs> but... And, and, like there's different periods in your life where you're going to take different approaches to that process, I guess. <laughs> I don't yeah, know if yeah. that makes sense either. But, you know, like you said, like you're in a group of friends here and then like you're going to you're going to learn that and then those bonds will solidify and then COVID comes and now you're all by yourself and now you're going to have yeah. to like, you know, solidify those neurons or whatever, you know. Well, basically, I'm, I'm just thinking that you have to to continue this process of growing, we talked about how we've grown like kind of up to this point. But I, like I said, some of it was like passive early on, right? Yeah. Like even neurologically, our brains allowed for that. But as we get older, it really is a choice. You have to choose to keep learning and you have to choose and basically to keep growing. And I like that. in doing That's that, you get rewarded with more self-awareness and that self-awareness rewards you with more growth. So the two are, are interconnected there. And more growth means that you can go back to that buffet and get more fried chicken. Exactly. Yeah. If that's what you or so whatever choose. Whatever it is. Yeah. If that's what you if choose. If you so choose, you know, but it's all part of that is knowing what it is 
well, fried chicken is not necessarily considered good for you, but knowing what's good for you or what, or what you want, what you're, you know, because we realize in that self-awareness that we have a limited time on this planet, right? So you choose, you know, kind of what's important and everything. So I don't know. I personally have learned, I've talked about it a lot, but yeah, friendships to me are high, high, high on that list yeah. because they also contribute to my growth and self-awareness. So I just want to say that I've really, really valued our continuing friendship, Daniel, moving forward. I said this to Aya a million times, but I'll say it again. Yeah, I don't want to hear it again. I'm tired of hearing this shit, John. You're done. Yeah, I'm that's done. <laughs> And done with these lovely things that you keep telling me every week. God, way to make me look like the asshole who never says anything. <laughs> i went on this is like a long long road sorry what i was saying here no that was um that was like my conclusion from covid too was like i was really having like a, an existential crisis of like oh man you're just on this floating rock and you're just like destined to die and all that stuff but hmm. you know that's just where your mind goes and if you switch the focus to well i'm going to use that limited time to like love my family and to, and to you know make really strong bonds and to love my friends you know then and that, that is the life worth living. And that's, mm-hmm. that's worth it all, you know? Yeah. Plato or, or, one, or Socrates or one of those Greek philosophers, I need to do more research into this and maybe meditate on it <laughs> some more, but there's this line that, they, that, they come, uh, that, that comes across, it's, it's called living the examined life. Oh, an unexamined life is not a life worth living. Oh, that's ah. okay. Yeah. But, but just like, I guess they talk about like the, ex, I, I'm not thinking okay. that's kind of like a negative line, I guess, you know, like, right. But there's an examined word, but, life. Kind yeah. Of like the examined it. life. Like, I don't even know what that means, but like, that's like my new goal is to look into that. No, that's self-awareness right there is having, yeah, that. of go, course. Yeah. Right. But yeah, that's, but basically if you don't do that, you don't grow. That's that kind of the idea. Yeah, kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. I mean, we could say you grow, you physically grow or whatever. You're like you're gonna, but I think when you, if you grow without doing that, then you're just gonna go down that narrow sort of growth. Yeah, right. You know what I think is like also a, kind of a side tangent to that is that like with COVID too, when you're worrying about your parents and like your loved ones and all that stuff. Like I've had a lot of time like around my parents now with COVID and. I've been talking about how my parents had like a lot of influence over where I went in life, but now I'm watching them grow and Mm. watching them go through things and like being able to look at it through an adult's perspective. Yeah. You're relating to them now as an adult, not just as a kid. I'm relating. Yeah. And like, I'm worrying for them, you know, like that's like, that's a whole other type of examined life, I guess you could say, because They are your life too, yeah. you know? I think it's a huge moment of self-awareness when you can start to put yourself in your parents' place. I think that's like a oh, huge yeah. moment. When you can, huge. I don't know if there's a specific memory, but just realizing when you finally have that realization of being your mom or dad in, you know, raising you, for example. Yeah. I remember the first time asking my mom how old she was and she said 35. That's when? Yeah, yeah. Like I, that's like one of my earliest memories. Oh, wow. We're not even there yet. Responding to me. No, and I'm, no, but I'm close. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. <laughs> wow. It's like you realize, like you watch home videos and stuff like that and you just like see your parents and you're just like, wow, they had no idea what they were doing. You know, like that's. <laughs> they still don't know. <laughs> and they still don't. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I didn't realize that until now. Like, exactly. Yeah. That's part of that. Yeah. <laughs> they were just yeah. making it up as they went along. Like I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. You know, what is it the, we might've brought this up before too, but you know how like they've interviewed people at the end of their lives and asked them like about what really mattered and their regrets. And oh my God, it always comes down to some of the same things. One of the things they wish they lived their true, they were true to themselves more. And another one is that they focus more on the things they really 
mattered to them. He cared about like the people around them. Yeah. It was a huge In the end, that's all you have really. It's, you the know? Pe- it's like, those relationships. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And to me, I see often like those like the neurons in the brain to me, that's people are a lot like that. There's like a weird comparison there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, that's one of the reasons, you know, to do this podcast, I get a lot of, uh, I think this contributes to um, not just like in the therapeutic sense, but to uh, to my growth as a person. Yeah, it makes you uh, makes you get it out there, you know, into the open and, and thinking out loud is like yes. something we say a lot, but like it actually, Yeah. <laughs> my girlfriend and I are doing it now and it's like, huh, this is really helpful. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Figuring out ways to like see each other during COVID. It's like, oh, it helps. Well, it's long distance <laughs> as well, right? Like that's extra hard. Yeah. Yeah, it's really hard. Yeah. But, but yeah, the whole point, yeah. Thinking out, this is like a whole thinking out loud podcast and, and it's so nice to have it with uh, someone that you've grown up with. Yeah. That's so much in some ways to me, that's even more interesting than anything. Like, Oh yeah. That adds a whole new element to it. Well, Aya and I, our whole thing here was kind of like, we've known each other all our lives, but we weren't always friends. You know, there's an element of that with us too, Daniel, right? Like, again, like you said, when we were in elementary school, like you thought I was super annoying and I felt bullied by you, you know, I guess I did. I didn't remember that, but, (laughs) but yet, (laughs) even though we've known each other all our lives, we had to choose to be friends at a certain point. Oh yeah. Yeah. This isn't, you know, my, my mom, you know, or my dad (laughs) two days ago being like, gotta see what Josh is doing, you know? No, I, you know what? I think that's, that's kind of my, my, I don't know. Everyone's got their own, but it's kind of my little thesis for this episode is, when you're younger, there's a certain passive growth, but as you get older, it's more active growth and you have to, you have to choose it because if you don't choose it, then you, you'll lose it. Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. I like, yeah. <laughs> like, I like how proud you are. Of, I, I like how proud you are. You're like, choose it or lose it. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> I was so proud. <laughs> oh, I was like, so proud of it. Copyright Josh Littman 2020. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. The examined life, Socrates. You choose it, you lose it, or whatever the hell you just said, Josh. Uh, it's not that I'm a philosopher. It's that I have, a, I have an honor specialization in development. Yes. Oh, yeah. It really is like every time we have like a, a guest on that's like someone we grew up with, at least particularly in the case of like you, Pierce, and Michael, because I've been friends with Amanda, but like, the way that you've become an adult, I know it's kind of weird, but like, it's so weird because my idea of you is still you as a kid. And it's like, oh, he's a dentist now. Yeah, I was telling Josh that yesterday. That's so yeah. Weird. Like, I like, hear you talk trust on the you podcast. And yeah. I'm just like, I know that girl so freaking well. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah. weird. It, like, you really think you know someone and then they'll say something and it's like, I had no idea that was in there. I didn't know that was in your head that whole time. You know, like it's, um, it's cool to like, to really see someone as an adult. Oh yeah. Can I tell you something, Daniel, that kind of stuck with me? I don't know if it's like weird to bring up here now or anything, but like, this was like a moment for me that was, I felt like something, like there was a new phase of life or that we'd grown a little bit more, right? Or that maybe I'd I'd grown out of some phase as well. I just remember we were at like a a dinner. I think this was around undergrad time, early undergrad. And we were sitting at a table and I'm still a little bit in my mindset of like Daniel Botner, like so cool. Like (laughs) I look up to Daniel Botner and you just asked me like a question at the table. You had been noticing that I guess I had like what appeared to be, I guess, success in uh, relationships. Or, or with girls or something at this point. And you asked me like a question, like for some advice about something. And I was thinking like, 
Daniel Bodner wants my advice. <laughs> you did date some pretty hot girls, Josh. I remember you dated hot girls, and we were like, "How is this happening?" No, <laughs> everyone's like, "What?" No, but that's the whole thing when we're not like. Yeah, I was thinking growing. that too, for sure. Yeah. I was like, "Holy smokes!" Like, because that was part like I couldn't talk to anybody unless I was shooting a basketball. Like, <laughs> so in my mind, I didn't, I didn't have that awareness. That actually weirdly helped trigger something in me as well. Mm. I humanized you more. Because again, we, these were all kind of roles. We all had a character to each other, right? This was the Daniel Botner character. This is the Josh, you know, annoying character. Yeah. We didn't yet humanize each other. I just remember that being like a moment. Oh, he has like, like gaps in who he is and like <laughs> what he wants to be like. Huh. Yeah. Like, oh, he's you, human. Yeah. Who knew? We're all human. <laughs> like we know that, but that really, I just remember yeah. it striking me as like, yeah, we're both the same age. We've all been through, you know, our own trials and tribulations. Yeah. It's funny because now you can like, you can talk to someone and like if if they're like giving off this persona of something or someone like you can you can kind of see where they're deficient you know hmm. pretty quickly if you talk yeah. to them long enough yeah you know like point, it's yeah. pretty easy now like i'll, I'll find it <laughs> whereas back then josh that was like your maybe like one of your first moments of like what like he's not like invincible like <laughs> and I think it takes longer with the people you knew and grew up with because you have yeah, an idea. like you said I we have an idea of them in our head yeah that but to me is one of the most fascinating things to break that idea a little bit and just well we solidified it we've been like running that same track in our heads those neurons have solidified exactly. in there and now we're just like it's a break boom, our breaking it off that and was then a like, breaker yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's just really again to me it's the more you get to know other people the more you realize how similar we all are and how we have different experiences Aww. with these things but we're we all just build our empathy empathy this is what happens when i, I just are... interrupt the empathy that's our that's our theme word of, our of every class every like whatever this yeah. is yeah josh and i we use the term empathy a lot in our phone calls oh you do that's nice yeah, yeah. josh is a big empathy guy. he loves empathy did you know that i did you know i'm a big empathy guy you like yeah. empathy i've never what? even heard you say that word <laughs> i don't even know what it means yeah it's basically the theme i think i do think it's like the most important thing but i say that all the time i agree yeah. anyway yeah. we should end this thing <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah that's my cue to do something this is why I shouldn't drink beer on the, I'm like, oh, I have to do this. No, keep it up. It's Are all we all good. sufficiently <laughs> drunk now? Is this, is everybody, or is it just you, Aya? Yeah, I mean, feel great. Let's do another one. <laughs> uh, I'm either obnoxious or sleepy if I've had a drink. So, and I've been trying to tone down the obnoxious so that I don't obnoxiously interrupt. No, I think time, you're, but... I think you're neither mm. during this oh, that's podcast. Great. Thanks, Dan. And, so nice. Uh, yeah. I'm very thankful to be in this uh, in this group of you guys are like celebrities to me now. This is awesome. Oh, <laughs> don't even say that. I'm gonna. I made it on Spotify, mom <laughs> and dad. Like, You're I did it. Says like says the guy man. making actual real money and yeah. like had a job. Says <laughs> the guy with a real job. Um, yeah, seriously, and yeah, I mean, like, thank you for coming on and please feel free to come back anytime if there's a topic that seems interesting. Yeah, we want you back. We want you back. This is, this was fun. It didn't feel like work at all. So no, was, I'm glad it wasn't too heavy a topic too. It, was, it wasn't that heavy. Yeah, I think this is the first like light. We went a little bit into the heavy, but yeah, yeah pretty bit. light. Barely. We kind of weighed good. it in and then we we're like, bloop, 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 bloop. yeah, yeah. <laughs> good, good. I'm glad that we fulfilled our goals. I think we did. Well, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast, Dan. Maybe I'll switch dentists so I can see you more often. 
And um, <laughs> uh, yeah, this has been another episode of Adulthood Friends. And episode 18. Episode 18. Hi. Hi. Oh, hi. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Hi. So if you hi. can't do the ch, now is the time to try. It's just like you're, you've got something in the back of your throat. You're trying to get it out. Hi. Oh, yeah. Like saying hi. 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 But if you're over the age of 12, it's probably too late for you. And <laughs> I'm gonna check. Oh, it's true. I'm That's gonna, good. That I'm going to check with my linguist friends because I think there's some competing research on that, but I, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Check. Let's, let's have another talk I'm, about I this later. Maybe I was wrong about everything. <laughs> if you enjoy this episode for whatever reason or this podcast in general. If you really love Daniel Botner, especially. Well, yeah, at least. I mean, that I can understand. If you like us, please feel free to actually like us by clicking that button that says like on our Facebook page or subscribe, etc. Blah, blah, blah. You know the drill, but we do appreciate it. Um, and we're everywhere, basically. So whatever you like to use, we are probably there with our voices coming out of your speaking devices. I am now following you. I just clicked on it. You did? Oh, is, oh. is it a Spotify or Apple yes. podcast? Which is it? Oh, you have, you're on Apple podcast. Too. We're no, everywhere. everywhere. This is Google. great. This is a visual or like a, a live. A real time. Yeah. Real time. That's the word I was looking for. This is real time subscription. So anybody who wasn't sure what to do, uh, you're hearing an idea of what you could do. We should just bring people on as guests <laughs> just to get them to subscribe to us. Yeah. You know what? One last l'chaim to you guys, to my adulthood friends. Love you guys. Cheers. L'chaim. 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 Boop. And you know it. Yeah, that's awesome. I just finished this too, so now I'm That makes me so excited that you knew our tune. Our tune. That you knew Oh, so catchy. What did you call it? The worm? Worm in your ear? Your worm? Your worm. Your worm. Your worm. Nice. Okay. Uh, how do we end this thing? I think usually like, I'm just kind of saying something and at some point the music sort of... I was really hoping I would end it. Guys, I could have done like three more hours there. That's fucking awesome. Oh, that's great. <laughs>